Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. The development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top of it. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. The internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. What's going on, guys? It's just another Tuesday night as we discuss all the amazing things we're not allowed to talk about. And uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific is when we do that. And what are those things, you may ask? Uh, It's easy, except it's less than easy. Those things are these things. 
aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. And uh, that's that's really what this show's about, and that and many other things, because it's it's really too much to sum up in a title. We've always uh, kind of had a wide berth here on this show, just to, to be able to talk about everything and anything. Because, you know, once you start to limit yourself to political discourse or, uh, I don't know, politics or this, that, the other thing, I don't know, culture war stuff, my goodness gracious, uh, it, it just becomes just this toxic cesspool of never-ending abandon, I guess you could say. Uh, and I abandoned that a long time ago because uh, I realized they were trying to brainwash me. I realized they wanted me to hate you. And I realized that they wanted you to hate me. And uh, I thought about it a little bit more after going through those hate cycles, those you know two minutes of hate from 1984, which turned into you know two hours of hate and 24 hours of hate, the 24-hour hate news cycle. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized, you know, Actually, we have a lot more in common than they want us to believe. And that's really what this show's about. In the in the little literal if you you scale it all the way down, right? We talk about aliens, we talk about dreams, we talk about all kinds of amazing things on this show, right? And again, we drink the maybe juice is what I call it. Uh, the Aristotle would say the mark of an educated mind is the ability to entertain a thought without accepting it. I just call it the maybe juice because I'm nowhere near as smart as Aristotle. But but you get the point, right? If you talk about large concepts and consider the possibilities, uh, I guess these days it just makes you a terrorist. Just a terrorist, I guess. Uh, well, I, I disagree. I, I completely disagree, and I think we have way more in common than we do, uh, than, than they try and let us believe, let's say. And I think that's really what this has always been about. It's about bringing people together, actually bringing people together, not that weird, uh, you know, bringing people together if you're you know, predisposed to what we already believe. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> let's just throw that out and let's just go with a, how about we respect each other and then just go from there, right? And then see what happens, right? I mean, it, it, it's a, it, it's so, so complicated anymore to just even have a conversation. And so I thought it, it would probably be best if we just complicated the conversation and then maybe applied our brains together and maybe, just maybe, we could get along. And uh, there you go. So that, there's this in a nutshell. Like I said, there's really too much to, to to talk about what this show's all about but that's it that's if we're trying to boil it down to just a, a minute or two that's what this is really all about and as you know what we're doing is um, we we do this live uh, and again I like to say this the, the propagandists the, the very last thing in the world they want is for you to interrupt their thought because of course uh, you know their TV time is precious that prime time slot is precious and what they want from you is every single minute to soak in that propaganda into the gray matter between your ears so they can control you right so they can make you afraid and guess what happens when you're afraid that's right you're easily controlled it's a pretty simple formula but uh, when you get caught up in it it doesn't seem so simple at all because you listen to the fear you listen to the propaganda but anyway what my point was is those propagandists don't want to be interrupted because they have to spend every single minute repetition brainwash repetition brainwash and uh, if they take phone calls well then you're going to interrupt them and they're going to lose some time and you may derail them for just a moment and that's not acceptable well it's acceptable to me because this is not proper 
propaganda. This is philosophy. This is uh, this is looking at the larger concepts of what life may be and uh, the nature of reality. All those things. It's, we, we talk about so much here that you just, again, you can't boil it down to a nutshell. Point being is that we have an open phone line. If you want to be part of the show tonight, give us a call. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show. It's as easy as that. Uh, we also have a, a Discord rolling. You can uh, find the phone number and the Discord link at troubledminds.org. That's the official website. You can find it right there. Paste it on the front of the bunker if you're watching the stream. And I say stream because, yes, we're streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter. And, of course, we're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM, which is digital radio. Uh, shout out to Joe Roop and Ryan Gable and Jess Rogie and all the fine folks at Fringe out there. Uh, I see you. I'm watching the chat and watching all the chats. And that's what's going on with, uh, with all this. This is more of a social show. It's a conversation. It's not about me. Only me to start the conversation. After that, I hand it off to you, and we have a conversation. It's it's it, like again, like you think about terms when you try and boil things down to like a it's most simple. Well, just talking to each other is probably the best way to uh, to clear up a lot of these misconceptions about me, about you, about maybe our place in the world, about. All the rest of this. And that's what this has always been about. So there we go. One more time. 702-957-1037. And uh, please join the Fringe Discord as well at fringe.fm slash chat. It will give you a direct invite. I'm looking at the chat over there right now. What's going on, guys? And uh, reading the chat and all those other places. Again, Rockfin, DLive, YouTube, and uh, Twitter. And uh, again, uh, broadcasting on the Fringe FM. One more thing, too. Uh, please download the Fringe app. You can find it for free at your favorite app store if you use Apple. Of course, iTunes or you could find it at uh, the your Android app store as my uh, the webcam dies over and over and over again. <laughs> this thing's killing me. I had it all fixed yesterday. All fixed. Completely stable all through the show yesterday, but not today. <laughs> uh, it is not this day. It is not this day. Okay, so anyway, that's what's going on. And uh, the whole point of this, again, is to have a conversation. So don't take it too seriously. Don't take me too seriously. Don't take any of this too seriously. It is about philosophy. It is about uh, sort of looking up instead of looking down, and uh, that's what's up. So let me. So let me. Let's get started, then, shall we? What's going on, guys? I see you out there in the chat. Uh, what's happening? Uh, we're going to start here. All right. We will begin in this spot because this is what got me thinking in terms of tonight. All right. We got this. This is from National Geographic, and it begins like this: The pandemic is giving people vivid, unusual dreams. Here's why. Of course, it's a very long article because National Geographic typically does a pretty good job. They don't do a ton of hate and division uh, just once in a while. But politics and hate and division has kind of seeped into everything. But, you know, National Geographic is on my short list of things to hate. So uh, that's all right. That's totally fine. So we'll, we'll begin with this. All right. We're going to skip this guy's dream because, uh, well, uh, yeah, that's uh, I want to hear your dreams, not not this guy's dream. But anyway, this is written by uh, an individual by the name of Rebecca Renner, actually. And this is where we begin. Science has long suggested that dream content and emotions are connected to well-being while we're awake. Bizarre dreams laden with symbolism will allow some dreamers to overcome intense memories or everyday psychological stressors within the safety of their subconscious. Nightmares, on the other hand, can be warning signs of anxieties that we might not otherwise perceive 
in our waking lives. All right. Uh, With hundreds of millions of people sheltering at home during the coronavirus pandemic, some dream experts believe that withdrawal withdrawal. I can't, I can't say it uh, like I have a southern withdrawal uh, fr- from our usual environments and daily stimuli has left dreamers with a dearth of inspiration, forcing our subconscious minds to draw more heavily on themes from our past. In Weller's case, his longtime obsession with comics came together with this constant scrolling through political posts on Twitter to concoct a surreal scene that he interpreted as a commentary on the world's economic anxieties. And just a brief, the dream was with Ronald Reagan and a comic book store, and Ronald Reagan stole his wallet and ran out of the comic book store before he could actually purchase his comics. All right? All right. I thought that was like, oh, Gucci goo. God bless his heart. You know what I mean? Uh, you should hear the dreams I'm having. Uh, in, in any case, right? So it got me thinking, of course, in terms, as always, right? Uh, I, I don't just uh, take some of this stuff, uh, propaganda or what what have you, at just face value. I think about it, right? Uh, as much as I can, as much as I can, you know, peel away from the real world and think about things, uh, I think about them. And it, this got me thinking in terms of, well, um, uh, what about those dreams? What about those pandemic dreams, right? We've talked about dream states, uh, in, including uh, where do they come from? What, where are the inspirations for dreams, right? Is, is it that subconscious state? Is it uh, some sort of astral projection? Is it uh, some sort of maybe involuntary um, remote viewing sort of situation? What's happening? Do you actually leave your body for a moment when you dream? And this is what, this is what gets me, right? Once you start to begin and think in terms of, okay, now if we're, we're talking about dreams and the pandemic itself, all right? Well, uh, if you turn on any network, it's fear, you know, news network, it's fear, 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 fear. All right. It's fear. It's all fear. And it's all again. Right. Like 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 it's not enough that, you know, when you're when you're walking down the street, you know, the fear of maybe getting hit by a car while you're on the sidewalk because things like this happen. Right. Like normal, everyday, latent, bottom of the barrel. I'm human. And who knows what's next? Fear. All right. That level of fear, non anxiety fear. Right. Meaning that we are just human and we live and we die, all right? And I hate to boil it down to such a crass way, to, way of putting it, but that's, that's it. What do they say? Death and taxes. And I tell you what, do not get me started on taxes, all right? But as the saying goes, death and taxes, okay? So there we go, death and taxes. There's a latent level of stress being human because we don't live forever. We, we don't have forever, all right? So it's there. It's always there. The second we learn what death means, it means you don't come back. Right. That's 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 how you explain it to a child. It means you don't come back. All right. And so in those terms, there's a low level latent stress just to be inhuman. All right. And it's there. We know it's there. Some people claim philosophically that it it literally that 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 fear of death like drives us to do everything that we do. Right. Everything we've ever done and everything we ever will do. Right. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. What's going on, guys? I see in the chat. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Problems? No, I'm not having problems. I'm good. Everything's fine. Uh, we're all fine here now. How are you? Uh, so okay. So the so so the point is this, right? That human experience is it's 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 intertwined with that fear. Okay. 
But what happens when that that fear, let's say the fear narrative of mainstream media of just, you know, on and on and on and the masks and the mandates and the this and the that and the. There's all the stress, right? Like all the stress, like the wrong think and the and the thought police, and the, you're not allowed to be yourself anymore because if you're not part of the tribe, then you're not part of the tribe. Then it's stress, guys. It's stress. All right. And so my point is that well, we have this latent level of fear just being human, but now with all the rest of this, including this pandemic all right and before before you shut this off and run away this show tonight is not about the pandemic all right we don't we don't even talk about that on this show you know why because we were done talking about that in january of 2020 all those predictions that we made back then (laughs) yeah you'd be shocked i should go back actually and pull some of those episodes up and see what we said then because i'm nearly certain we were spot on so many times even though right? We're not experts, but I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not even a scientist. All right. But somehow, how did I, little old me, how did I know Ash, the co-host then, who's going to be on the show tomorrow night as well? How, How did we know just random people in the world that this is where we were heading? How do we know? Right? Uh, we're not, we're not, no, I always say, make the joke, Mike Stradamus. I'm not Mike Stradamus. So how the hell did I know? Oh, I don't pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. All right. So I digress a little bit. But the point is, we're not talking about the pandemic because trust me, that's that's a dead horse. All right. But what what's on my mind tonight is the fact that all of that fear in this fear based news cycle and in the zeitgeist and in the you know you're going to kill grandma if you make the wrong decision and you know like again the tribalism and all the things it's stress it's fear fear of being canceled joe rogan's being canceled it's fear okay and as we begin tonight and as we start to discuss dreams in this fear-laden overloaded ridiculous world we live in What does all that fear do to the dreamscape? Is there somewhere, some way, that all that negative energy is flowing into some space that's collecting it and biding its time? Just a random Tuesday night on Troubled Minds. And I think of things in terms of, you guys remember Ghostbusters, the movie, uh, way back from the old times. And uh, there there was that... uh, all the hate in New York, right, was causing all the ectoplasm and the slime and all the stuff to, you know, and it was growing. And, and, and it was just this this hate-based situation where people were just like, hey, I'm walking here. That one's for you, Daryl, right? But, but I mean, at some point, we have to realize we're not the star of the movie, right? We feel like it because it's your experience, but this movie has, what, 9 billion people now or something like that? Like, this, this movie is quite a bit larger than one movie star, all right? It's quite a bit larger than one president, one head of state, one anything. And even so, if you're a head of state, even that's fleeting. I'm just saying, right? Hey, I'm walking here. But so are you. That's what I'm saying. And we can share this space, and it's okay. But 
once we start dreaming in terms of the pandemic, where does all that negative energy go? Does it collect like in that Ghostbusters, like in New York City with all the hatred and anger and all the ectoplasm building up, bringing in some spiritual entity from the other side? Or let's say that in our dreams, maybe these bizarre pandemic dreams that we may be having or may not be having, let's say that uh, instead it's an outlet. Let's say that our dreams have always been an outlet. A stress outlet to maybe take the stress from this world and pass it off into a dream world and leave it there. So what happens then with that being the premise? If we pass off so much negative energy to this dream world, wherever that may be, what happens? Do you think that dream world overflows with hatred, fear, loathing? Do you think that dream world wants to finally strike back for all the negative energy we've dumped into it? I don't know. Just some random musings on a Tuesday night for troubled minds. But you tell me. So what, this is what's on my mind tonight. All right? Not just the, the, the pandemic dreams. And trust me, this, this show is not about the pandemic tonight. We're not talking about that. Okay? We're talking about the state of your dreams. We're talking about that negative energy being transferred from our place here to some other place through our dreaming experience. Do you think there's going to be a blowback at some point? A cosmic blowback? Do you think that at some point, somebody somewhere out there is going to get sick of our stuff? Keep it radio friendly, but you know what I really meant. I don't know. Does a portal open up and that Cthulhu come out and want his world back? I don't know. But you tell me. So this, this is what's on my mind tonight. What have your dreams been like as this pandemic progressed? I remember January 2020. I went down to the store every single day because I knew the panic buying would begin soon. All right. My wife thought I was insane. She thought I was nuts. But you know what? I was right. And you know why? Because I was paying attention. I was watching news cycles, not just here, from China, from other places. And it started to seem and feel different. And my point is, did it change the way you dream? And if it did, do you think somewhere out there in the dream world, somebody noticed that suddenly those crazy people on earth had tipped on their head the fear-based dreams that they hadn't seen since. So I don't know. Pick another horrific period in time. And I don't mean, right, I don't mean death and destruction. What I do mean, though, is fear. You don't need death and destruction to have fear. The two aren't tied together. It's not hand in hand. You can have fear without death. Fear without destruction. Of course, death and destruction bring fear with it, but you can decouple the two, and you can be afraid without death and destruction. So my question for you tonight is this, all right? What do you think? Do you think, first off, did your dreams change as we marched through this pandemic? As time passed, 
did your dreams change? Did they become darker? Did they become more vivid? Did you start remembering dreams when you did not previously? Did you start dreaming more or did you start dreaming less? How did it affect your subconscious? And then that's my first question. That's the first question tonight. 702-957-1037. The second question is this. Now, if we have all of this fear being pressed into the dream space, do you think it's possible some way, somehow, that that space could be finite and could now be filled with fear and hatred from the humans on earth? That's question number two. Question number three is, what would all that mean? Love to hear your thoughts. What's going on? Hope everybody's doing well tonight. Happy Tuesday. As you know, this is glass half full. This is not this is not doom and gloom. This is not preach the end is nigh. This is just people getting together having a conversation. And I want to know about your dreams tonight. Has the pandemic changed them? Have you dreamt more or less? Have you dreamt more horrifically? I'll tell you what. I've got a large serpent that keeps putting his eyeball in my window. I don't know if it's a snake. I don't know if it's a dragon. I absolutely do not know. But what I do know is I didn't used to remember my dreams. So that, my friends, is what's on my mind tonight. Love to hear your thoughts. What's going on with this? If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Ah, dreams. Dreams, they complicate my life and yours. And look, love to hear about your dreams. Give me a call. Click the Discord link at TroubleMinds.org. And don't go anywhere. More dreams, dreamscapes. The dream space and you when we return. Don't go anywhere. More trouble minds on the way. Be right back. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.
Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter. And we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We're taking your phone calls tonight as we discuss the dreamscape, the nature of dreams. Has the pandemic made you dream differently, darker, more or less? Has it changed in any way? Love to hear your thoughts. Mine have changed. I'm not going to bore you with my dreams. I'd much rather hear yours. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. It is easy as that. And uh, there's, there's got to be something to this, right? There's got to be something to this. There always has to be something to this in that what I mean by that is there's so many things that we can't quantify as people, okay? There's just so many things. And what that means to me is that uh, these this dream energy of such, right? The dream energy is, it's got to go somewhere. Again, right, we, we talk about thoughts, we talk about emotions, we talk about the energy within the spirit and the soul and things like this on this show, right? Philosophy. Like, does this, is, is it even, any of this even real? Are we just lucky mud, right? As some people have described. What is this? What is this all about? All right? That's the most fundamental question here. But then, we have all this fear, 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 in the dreamscapes, and the fear, and the fear. And so you tell me, what do your dreams look like? Have they changed? Has this pandemic polluted those dreamscapes? And if so, where do you think all that negative energy is actually going? Do we have a Ghostbusters future with the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man? Gozer the Destructor has arrived. Choose your choose choose your destructor. Uh, you tell me. 702-957-1037. Let's go to Joe. What's up? Joseph in Iowa. Thanks for waiting, my friend. Welcome to Trouble Minds. Go right ahead. Hey. Uh, like, when I dream, I notice that, like, I'll have a vivid dream of, like, a scene. And I'll be like with like a group of people and it, and I, I feel like something's happening, you know, like, but the little dreams is what I struggle like, or like those dreams. I feel like I can like bring those back sometimes, but like the little dreams, like, especially right, right before you wake up, you usually come back with like, just like a little something. And like, if you doze off and come back, sometimes you can get it. I don't know. I find those like, it's like a teaching. You got to like train yourself to be able to, to be able to stay in some places because like, I mean, I've had some that are, I don't mean, I don't want to be scary, but I've had some scary dreams that, I mean, they're not, they're not like, scary when you're in them though and then when you get scared like you'll get you'll some people will wake up and that's like a thing that you got to train yourself you know unless you don't want to be there yeah okay so 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 you 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 do believe you can train yourself dream wise which which is good right yeah That, that lucid dreaming thing but but let me ask you then so your dreams have they changed in the past two years 
like from the previous point in your life, has all this negativity, just not just from the, the press and uh, from everything, from, from the, the fear that even if you don't like necessarily feel afraid for yourself or for your family, the fear from just the society around you, has that polluted your dreamscape and has it turned into something that it wasn't previously? Um, I'd say, I'd say something definitely, something definitely happened. Like, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say my, my dreams are always kind of been crazy. Like I, like I said before, like who's throwing the ball? Like I've always been like tested in my dreams, but like, yeah, I've been having, I mean, at least one, I remembered I had one with like, literally I had one with Hitler in it. And like, it was a vivid dream. And I was with a group of people that were all observing. And like, I felt like we were in glass, but when I left the glass, which I did, I don't know why. Cause like, I felt like there was gas in the air and I can hear people like rumbling around and I felt like I was in a battleship. So I, I think I told you that one, but I've also had one that I was like a lizard and people were at a table. I'm not going to say a lizard because it was like not a lizard. Like, you know, it. it's more like a predator, like from the movie predator. It's like some kind of weird creature. And like they were at a table and the, it was all just a blank table. But once you touch an interface kind of like into it, it becomes like holographic and has like it's technology that's built into your mind. And like, I, I did some, I got like angry in that dream and the person who was at the table dropped dead from a person behind that person and then threw them in a hole. Like, and there was like a little dark <laughs> shaft thingy that he threw them in. And I'm like, I reacted to it. And when I reacted to it, they locked onto me. Like they noticed, I didn't react to it literally, but my thoughts and stuff, they're like, it was like a red flag to them. And then they came after me and then I woke up. Okay. So, it, 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 it's, it's, it's so wild listening to other people's dreams because right. There's like the, it just seems a lot of it just so random and it's like, you're telling the story, but dreams aren't sort of linear. They kind of jump all over the place. So like the details are just absolutely nuts, man. Yeah. Nuts. Uh, okay. So, so, but, but has it changed? That's the question here. So you said your, your dreams have always been kind of crazy. So maybe not. Uh, it is interesting. You had Hitler in your dream, <laughs> but uh, I digress yeah. there, but, but, but has it changed? That's, that's really what's on my mind tonight. Do you think that, do you think that uh, all of this hate and fear and division and all this stuff and the pandemic and everything else is it affecting this, maybe the dream space, or maybe maybe it hasn't affected you at all? I mean, it's going to affect everybody a little bit different, you know what I mean? Um, I'd say it definitely has an effect. It definitely has an effect. Not that I can really say. I mean, when I, when I was a kid, I'd always have, like, industrial dreams. Like, it would be in a place that isn't like Earth. And it would be... And that's, that's kind of like that changed in my dreams. Uh, they're kind of, they change like, but the ones when I was a kid, like I would be running towards a girl's voice. That was the, the that's the real ones that were like the most vivid because like 
I would be on a platform and I can hear on another platform a voice and it would try, it would be like trying to, we'd be trying to reach each other, but as hard as I ran, it was impossible. You can't run fast enough. I don't have dreams. I don't have dreams (laughs) like that anymore. Okay. Interesting. So, so, uh, they, maybe, maybe they've become less dark. I know MJ called us a while back saying he was having darker dreams recently, and I don't know if it's related to the pandemic or not. Uh, but again, like I'm saying, we're not talking about the pandemic per se, just, just the, the fear based media that's kind of been, uh, just pressing this in our face constantly, constantly, constantly. So interesting. So, so if, if you on a, on a scale of one to 10 being five, not really, uh, being uh, one, not at all, and then 10 being absolutely you're you're probably it doesn't sound like you're very affected by by this whole pandemic situation and it hasn't entered your dreams so much right yeah i mean i've had but i could see someone else i i could see like there being a reason for all this like more dark down dark deep down like even like movies they have kids watch and like maybe they're trying to combat the dark forces with like with positivity or whatever, you know, or like the movie, like for like the movie ET. I, when I was a kid, I watched the ET movie and I personally cried during that movie. Like, I think that translates into your dream realm, you know, and maybe can maybe these human emotions that were where maybe they can hold us into this reality more. Maybe that's what it is. It's holding us here more because like the, the one where I was in the ship and I woke up and that was a human. I was there. You know, if I wasn't there, would I have still been there? You know, yeah. Kind of thing. Uh- yeah, good question. Good question. I don't know. And that's that's the bizarre thing about dreams too. Like and you can't really compare them like from my dreams to your dreams. We're different people and our our experiences are far different. And so uh, just just being people, you know, just being it, it, it doesn't even matter if it demographics and all the rest of this. Like we're we're just different people who are going to have different dream states. So so um, oddly enough, uh, so we're going to say probably not. Probably it hasn't really affected you too much. That's pretty wild, uh, and that's that's why we do this to get together and talk about. Maybe I'm making something up that's not a thing. National Geographic seems to think it's a thing, and that's what uh, got the thought rolling with me tonight. So real quick before I let you go, we got another changed, call behind what you. What really changed my dreams is i did get on medication for mood stabilizers okay and that changed my dreams like crazy when did that happen approximately better i don't know like i got more dreams okay when did that happen when the past year two years yeah that was probably like two years ago Okay, so uh, interesting. All right, so we had not just that, we had a change in uh, some medication and also the pandemic kind of happened at the same time. So so it's hard to say uh, it, which one is it is a combination of the linked. two. Yeah, it could be linked. Interesting. So before I let you go, I, we got a call behind you. I got a cut. But uh, do you think that uh, all of this negativity that's maybe flowing through our dreams to this dreamscape, this dream space somewhere else, do you think at some point it can overflow? Do you think that there's a limit to the amount of hate we dump into a particular space before it wants a it wants its hate back or it wants its love back, if you know what I mean? Um that would I mean that that would 
makes sense because it would manifest into your reality, like your dream maybe. If you're living dark dreams, you're going to have a darker reality. And so, what I mean by this, by a polluted dreamscape, is imagine the people that live there, right? Doesn't Peter Pan live in, like, the dreamscape, right? So, if we're polluting the natives, (laughs) whoever lived there, with all of this darkness... I think at some point there's going to be a backlash. <laughs> uh, boy, Joseph, you're the best. I appreciate I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate you yeah. very much. Joseph here has a uh, YouTube channel called Hydro Hose. Check it out. He does original music and some other stuff. Links in the description. I appreciate the phone call, my friend. Always a pleasure. If you got more dream stuff, feel free to call back in the third hour, okay? All right. Thanks a lot, bro. Have a great night. Simple as that. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We're talking about dreams tonight and uh, pandemic dreams in particular. Do you think at some point, somewhere along the line, uh, the, the all the fear that's been pressed into us, not just from the media and the division politics and all the rest of this, but on top of that, one layer further, this pandemic has been uh, scary in a lot of ways because when it first began we didn't have a lot of answers and it's progressed and it's flip-flopped and it's this and that and all the other things i'm not going to get into that tonight all right it's it's that that was a conversation for two years ago we had that a lot and then we just stopped we don't talk about it anymore but i'm wondering how it's affected your dream states how it's affected our collective dream states and well i'd love to hear yours if you want to be part of the show 702-957-1037 let's go to joe in florida welcome to troubled minds my friend go right ahead going on um so personally myself like joe was saying earlier um i take a little bit of out of him just to get me to sleep so i'm not a grumpy sob when i get up the next day that's all i take it for take a little bit before i go to bed puts me out but if i have to get up in the middle of the night i can function however if I dream, I do not remember it most of the time. Okay. Um, these last two years, I haven't talked about the pandemic, but I will tell you this, curious enough, my wife, who doesn't really mention much dreams, the night before she got sick, or she was getting sick, she dreamt she was getting sick. And on Monday, it was last week, it was probably not like 10 days ago, either way, two weeks ago on Monday, she got up, she got, she tested herself. She was sick and she told me, she's like, I don't remember a lot of my dreams, but lo and behold, I was dreaming that I was getting sick. She goes, I wasn't, she, she's like, I went to bed. I wasn't feeling that well on Sunday. I dreamt about it. She was probably fixated on it. And she came up positive on Monday. No kidding. You know, um, you know, but here's the power of weirdness. And thought, you know, my older brother who has a show in Staten Island, he does like a public access show about similar things, ghosts and all of that stuff. He told me, you know, state of mind, which up till now has served me well. Um, As far as I know, I haven't been sick. Everybody in my house has been sick. I have not been sick. And if I have, I didn't know about it. Or maybe I'm just so miserable that not even coronavirus wants to come see it. <laughs> it doesn't want any okay. part of you. <laughs> which, which, which ties into something else, okay? Um, 
you know, Joe was saying, and I can agree with it, sometimes you have, maybe right before you get up, you have a little dream, you remember a little bit of it. If you don't write it down, which sometimes I used to write them down, but let's say you go back to bed, you might forget about it, right? Well, if you have a good dream, you're like, oh, wow. But I can tell you, plenty of times I've been on the butt end of a bad dream, and when I wake up, my anxiety's at a 10, and I want to hurt somebody. And that'll, go, that'll follow me for half the day at work. So do dreams affect? Heck yeah. Because I may, not have, I may have had a good dream, but the person I'm working to, working next to, may have had bad dreams, and they don't talk about it. Okay? And let's get into, you know, causality, chicken or the egg. Do the dreams cause the bad state, or do humans, just being humans, cause the bad state? Give you an example, Russia on the border of Ukraine. If I'm in Ukraine, every night that I go to bed, I'm wondering if I'm going to be alive tomorrow. Yeah, or the, uh, the, the yeah, or the war okay. like comes up to your front porch or whatever tomorrow morning. You never know. Yeah, that's okay. a good point. Exactly. That's a good point. Yep. You know the, the, the Sherman. You know, there's the Sherman residence. Okay, how does that affect things? If that's true or not, the Earth has an electromagnetic frequency and the moon. I will tell you this: not that I dream more when the moon is around, but I sleep less when there's a full moon. And the fact that I sleep less when there's a full moon probably means that I'm dreaming. dreaming. I just don't remember them. Interesting. But I do too. And you know what? I, I never realize it's a full moon until I'm like irritable like 40 hours later because I haven't slept well. And then uh, a friend exactly. of mine, uh, we, he always, we always get together and I'm like, how you doing, bro? And he's like, I'm just not feeling it. And I'm like, why? He's like, I'm not sleeping well. And we're like, uh-oh. And we pull the calendar. We look, yep. <laughs> it's the moon it's the moon like we don't we never plan for it which just makes us grumpy but yeah interesting interesting so i wonder right if it if, if it is not just uh the the pandemic dreams if it's uh these other things maybe there are other just anxieties of uh like i said that latent stress of being a human being what about your dreams have they changed always been the same you know i mean yesterday you know when i called in on yesterday's and i wanted to i should have called in after midnight but i I got to get to sleep, you know, but um, my first girlfriend died. But, you know, first girl like you ever loved, right? And it was like a 93, and it was traumatic and unexpected. And we had broken up, and we're going to try to get back together anyway. I dreamt that I was in a world that was buildings lit up, but they were all black granite. Probably the goth kid in me, whatever it is, it still floats around, but... It was serene, it was calm, everything was clean, it was artificially illuminated, it wasn't a bad place, and we popped through a wall, and she was with other people, and she looked at me, and she was like, I just needed to know if you loved me, you know, if that was real. You know, I had that dream, I can tell you that. There was another one where I was with my dad, and we were driving in a car, and it was like the power of a... It was a shot of the Gamora. We're driving, and there was lightning raining down behind us, and a tower got hit. And I looked back, and we're in this car. It was like a freaking Hollywood movie. And the tower got hit a second time, and it started to just collapse and fall. And we're in this car taking off, you know. And then there was, there was a lot of them. I jumped with a helicopter crashing, and a week later in Tampa, uh, there was a helicopter crash on the rollerblade, which was in my dream. But the rollerblades flew off, and if it was in Tampa, the helicopter that crashed, part of the rollerblade roller blade broke off and, like, impaled. 
You there? Sounds like you cut off. I think I'm fine. Let's check. Nope. That was me. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Joe. Uh, that's Joe in Florida. Uh, hang tight one moment. And uh, what the hell is going on? Uh, we got a solar flare or something happening because our, our phone lines have been shot the last couple of days. So uh, that's uh, we're on the, lo- on the line with uh, Joe in Florida. And uh, as soon as we get back here, we'll put him back on the line. But uh, I want to keep talking. So the second it connects, Joe can hear me that uh, we disconnected, Joe. Sorry about that. And uh, if you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. We still have Joe on the line. In just a moment, we'll get him back. Sorry about that, Joe. My fault. Google Voice dropped again, again. I'm going to have to use something else. If, if he keeps doing this to me and us, I'm going to have to use something else. So hold on one second here. And uh, let's get back on this. Uh, Joe, can you hear me? Test one, two. I can hear you. Can you hear, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry about that. You cut off. Uh, you, there was a, you said there was a the helicopter crash, and then you said there was a oh, yeah. something after that, and right in mid-sentence, they cut you off. So, you know, I dropped this helicopter crash, and in the dream, you know, the rotor, the rotor blades broke off. And literally in real life, the crash that happened in Tampa, a piece of the road, a piece of the helicopter broke off and impaled somebody in a truck, a bystander. And that was about a week after I had a dream. That kind of freaked me out, really freaked me out. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to dreams that I had with my girlfriend. I think I told you that one. Um, I had a dream of destruction and running from the tower. And I dreamt of my wife before I even knew her, you know, and not in a good situation in a, in, a, in a storm, which happened to be a hurricane that we had a couple of years ago. Um, usually when I do dream, if I remember them, they're usually violent. Uh, they're usually uncomfortable. I might get up punching or I try to wake myself up. Like Joe was saying, you can't train yourself, depending. But it's been so long since I've actually lucidly dreamed or allowed myself to do that that usually when I get into a situation or a spot, I just hit the eject button and I wake myself up. Sometimes you can control the dream. If you've had practice of it, I used to be able to do that and change the scenery, kind of like a matrix. You know, you could change it. But, you know, and then the other thing that I've noticed with me, and I don't know if any of the other callers are out there to call in with this, but if I sleep on my back, I usually tend to dream more. Okay. All right. All right. I'll make note of that. I'll make note of that and see if I can uh, make some make some things happen. As you know, the music means we're out of time. Joe, you're the best. I appreciate yeah. it very much. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the call. You're welcome to call back uh, after midnight, as you know. Thank you, guys. Sleep well. Have a good, have good dreams. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, brother. You too. Uh, appreciate the phone call. That's Joe in Florida, longtime friend of the show. If you want to be part of the, the discussion tonight, we're talking about dream states, the dreamscape. Have we polluted it with all the negativity that we're dumping into the zeitgeist? You know what I'm talking about? Not just hate and division politics, but what about this little thing known as the pandemic? And I don't mean to make light of that, but I am saying all the fear that we dump into the dreamscape, is it polluted enough where there will be some sort of, I don't know, cosmic backlash? Love to hear your thoughts at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More dreamscapes, pandemic dreams, and you when we return. Be right back.
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. We are talking about alien, the alien abduction phenomenon. The aliens are, are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. I'm doing amazing. Through that optic nerve, they're transferring to your brain. Receiving memories or ideas or images. Broadcasting live from a secret bunker just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere desert sands outside of Las Vegas. From somewhere in space-time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. And asking questions of you in earnest. Into the digital darkness. Good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. What's going on, guys? It is Tuesday night, which is one of the nights we get together and talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and what are those things? Well, aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. Tonight, we're talking about dreams, but not just regular dreams. What about your pandemic dreams? Has the last couple years changed the way you dream? 
That's my first thought. Love to hear how that has changed or not changed. I usually don't remember my dreams, but recently I've been remembering my dreams, uh, at least a little more than I used to. And I happen to have a very large, singular, serpentine eye staring in my window, watching me sleep. And I don't know if it's a dragon or a, a snake or something very, very large, but it's very much like the eye of Sauron that's watching me, but it's very obviously reptilian somehow. And I don't know what that means. It is freaky. I wake up and I look around and check the window just to make sure I'm not, this isn't really going down. But uh, I didn't used to remember my dreams. And I wonder, it made me curious, right? I saw this article again from National Geographic. We'll start with that in just a sec again to kind of reboot this. But, But the idea tonight is that, look, if the pandemic, all this fear that's in the zeitgeist is permeated into our brains, and then somehow, someway, our subconscious has manifested this fear as dreams, in some way, that means we're polluting the dreamscape itself, wherever that is. Some people uh, claim it would be the astral plane. Some people say it's only your subconscious. Some people say, Mike, dreams, what are you even talking about? People don't dream. Smack me in the face, right? You get, you ask Again, you ask a question to a thousand people, you get a thousand different answers. But I wonder, right? At some point, you know, Peter Pan, doesn't he live in the dream world? Didn't, didn't Peter Pan come from there? So if Peter Pan and Tinkerbell and the rest of that, and of course I'm you know playing with a little bit of fiction here, but if they did live in some sort of dream realm and our outlet from our reality is through our dreams into that realm, we're just dumping negativity into that constantly, right? And so... At what point are we going to get a blowback from, I don't know, the astral realm? And that's what's on my mind tonight. Love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037 on polluted dreamscapes and pandemic dreams. Has it changed the way you dream? So, of course, as you know, we're streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter. We're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM and uh, taking your phone calls. Uh, And and I don't know. I mean, right? Uh, Let's see. What else do we got? Please join the Fringe Discord at fringe.fm slash chat. That will give you a direct invite. And also, uh, please uh, download the Fringe app. You can find that at uh, your uh, iTunes or your Android app store. It's completely free. Easiest way to listen to Troubled Minds, you just smash the play button at 7 p.m. on Monday through Thursday. And that will give you uh, not just the Troubled Minds, but all the other amazing programming on Fringe FM. Okay, so, so the thing is this, right? This is the whole point of this tonight when I'm discussing this. Is I, it makes me wonder... Right, not just in terms of how has it sort of changed this idea of this pandemic, right? And again, like I said, the, the subject tonight isn't the pandemic. I don't want to talk about the Hong Kong and the the Canadian truckers. I don't want to talk about uh, you know Fauci or I don't want to talk about that stuff. All right, again, that's in the zeitgeist. But what I wanted, what I do want to talk about, is how all of that stuff is actually affecting us. How it's like seeping into our brains and manifesting as dreams. Is it happening? Am I the only one? Am I the only one who's dreaming differently? And it's not drastically differently. I'll give you that. But I I didn't used to have terrifying dreams that would make me jump up and look out the window, right? Uh, But I'm starting to. And and it's not a lot. It's, It's once in a while. But enough where I remember them. And I didn't used to remember them at all. And I'm wondering if I'm changing because I'm getting older. See all the gray hair. Or if it's changing because of just 
all that negative energy negative energy in the zeitgeist itself zeitgeist itself can't even speak see but uh that's that's what's on my mind tonight so i'd love to hear your thoughts has your dream dreaming dream states do you remember them more or less do you dream more or less have they become more sinister What's happening with your dreams? As always, right? Uh, this is a this is a conversation that goes two ways, and that's the whole point of this is to to talk to talk about this. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, thank you for Joseph and Joe who who called in already and gave us their ideas of what their dreams have looked like and how they've changed. But has your dreams changed? Love to hear that. So anyway, back to this National Geographic article. This is what got me started on this tonight. And uh, here we go. Uh, they say the pandemic is giving people vivid, unusual dreams. Here's why. Researchers explain why withdrawal from our usual environments due to social distancing, they say, has left dreamers with a dearth of inspiration. I got to tell you, I'm inspired damn near every night. So I don't know about that. I don't know about that in particular myself. What about you? Has uh, has a uh, this this social distancing Zoom reality, <laughs> metaverse reality sort of? Hey, actually, by the way, there's a thought. Interesting that throughout this pandemic, right? I'm gonna say pandemic because that's the word. But it almost seems like it's a dress rehearsal for the metaverse, does it not? Huh, that's weird. All right, we'll add that to the list of conspiracies we can talk about in, in, the, in the future here. But anyway, all right, so, so here we go. So with hundreds of millions of people sheltering at home during the coronavirus pandemic, some dream experts believe that withdrawal from our usual environments and daily stimuli has left dreamers with a dearth of inspiration. Uh, of course, forcing our subconscious minds to draw more heavily on themes from our past. Uh, and let's see, we'll skip that. At least five research teams at institutions across multiple countries are collecting examples. And one of their findings so far is that pandemic dreams are being colored by stress, isolation, and changes in sleep patterns. A swirl of negative emotions that set them apart from typical dreaming and so what do you think <laughs> i see the jokes in the chat you guys are too funny uh, so so has it changed the way you dream it's changed the way i dream it's changed the way i remember my dreams and having some sinister dreams and again this eyeball this reptilian eyeball staring in my window very large almost like smog the dragon has landed and is peeking in to see if there's a meal inside my house I don't know. And like I said, it's uh it's not it's not like so real that I, I I'm convinced the, the dragon is parked on my uh, on my block, right? But um it's enough to wake me up, right? And I, I don't know. Like I said, uh I don't know. I just don't understand what's happening here. Is this is this a situation where these dreams are actually becoming something else? So back to these articles real quick. Like I said, I got tons of stuff I can talk about, but I'd rather hear from you as always. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubleminds.org. And has the pandemic, all the negativity in the air, maybe not just the pandemic itself, that that fear, the media, the 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 full court press of brainwash you think that's actually crept into your dream world? 
that's what's on my mind tonight. Again, we got tons of articles I can get to. There's tons of stuff here that we can talk about, but I'd rather hear from you because this is a conversation that goes uh, two ways. If you're out there listening to me on a Tuesday night, love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. Let's go to Jennifer in Missouri. Welcome to the show, my friend. Go right ahead. Hey, what's up? At the first part, I was making sandwiches, so I couldn't come on to the chat, but I was at that <laughs> meeting and everything. So Yum. I'm going to call in. Yum, but, right um, on. Go right ahead. So so what do you think? Ha, ha, yeah. What is going on with this dream situation? Ha, has your personal dreams actually changed as a result of this? And then what about the larger question there? Yeah. Yeah, my dreams have changed. <clears throat> like, you're, it's very obvious to me. I don't follow my dreams. I'm not one of those, I, I don't dream journal or anything, but I did when I was a, like a kid. And, but as I got older, I was just too busy, you know? But um, some dreams have stood out over the years, but I don't really follow my dreams. So, but in the last couple of years, I have had some really, like, not a ton, but a few that stand out really weird. Like when the first, when I first heard about the Wuhan outbreak and everything, I was following it, like, real close, obviously. Everything, like, I was you know, just really into it, of trying to, before it even came to the United States. And I remember one of those nights, um, w- w- what stands out as the most striking thing, it was, it was a lucid dream, which is like you think you're awake, you know? And what happened, it was really simple, but I remember when I first heard about this and I, I, people were kind of falling out in the streets and there was all this video coming out and it was really dramatic. And um, so in the dream, I... I woke up because somebody, there was like this black shadow thing. And it was like, I felt like it was sh- grabbing my shoulders like that and like shifting me around on my bed. Like that's what it was like. I was fighting with something, but I couldn't, I was asleep. So it was like something was like shaking me or something. And I could kind of just barely open my eyes and I could see it was like a black figure, you know? And I didn't even wake up from it. I like, couldn't move. I was like sleep paralysis or something. And the next day I was like, Oh my God, like that was really scary. <laughs> you know, Like whatever that was about, but it was definitely like, uh Oh yeah. I think uh, I'm with Hello? you. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. Can you hear me? It's not you. It's my, it's mine. Okay. I have okay. an unstable network. Yeah. Gotcha. Can you hear me? Yeah. Loud and clear. You, you didn't break up one time. You're good. Okay. Oh, okay, I'll just carry on then. So that happened, and I was like, this stuff is really weird. I really keyed into it and thought that was really strange because nothing like that had happened. I had, didn't have dreams like that before, like where it was like this, like I couldn't tell, you know, lucid like that. I mean, I've had lucid dreams, but not like that where something was grabbing me. And it was like, anyway, then fast, fast forward to recently, there was, um, I was trying to kind of key into this, a little bit there was stuff going on, like in my environment and everything with the pandemic and with people around me. And uh, I've heard some mythos about these, uh, there's these stones that are like fairy ring stones. They have the water pushed through them and it makes a, it bores a hole through them. Anyway, I went down the creek behind my house and I got one and I came back home with it and I put it on. And I started sleeping with it on to see if I could see my dreams more, remember them better. Because I, I believe in it. I believe that the dreams do tell you stuff. 
And I started having, I had three dreams in succession. They're short, so I'll, I'll run them by real quick. And they, I started having basically nightmares. And so I quit wearing it. And I was like, that's it. Like, that was too much. The first one, I could see this. I was at the creek, actually, where I got the stone. And I saw this woman, like, skulking around the creek. The reason I'm saying this is because it's going to come into the, the pandemic scenario. Anyway, and she saw me and I could see her and she was looking at me like it was odd that I was there or something. And I was freaked out because she was scary looking like a hag or something. Second dream, I am out in the field in the valley down by behind my house. And there's all these people, like hundreds, maybe thousands, a field of people. And they were all laying on the ground sleeping. And they were having like these fitful dreams. Like they were shifting. I could see that they were sleeping. They weren't dead. They were sleeping. And I was like the only one standing around because it's my, it was my dream. And I was like walking around and they were all people I knew and just all kinds of people, bodies. And that same woman was skulking around these bodies too. And then she saw me and it was like she like chased me and I, st- and I ran and I found some stairs and I ran up the stairs. <clears throat> and I was hiding up in an attic. It was really weird. And then this, <laughs> I heard this little dog come running up the stairs to the attic. And I was like trying to quiet the little dog down because, you know, like, they would get their claws will scratch on the wood because I didn't want, him, want her to hear it <laughs> and come find me. Or whatever. Anyway, she came anyway and slammed the attic door shut, closing me up there. It was really weird. Third dream, which was the worst and really strange was I woke up as lucid dream and I walked into the kitchen and I looked out the front door because the door in my kitchen lines up with my outside door from the laundry room. And there was this thing like standing like a bear and it was like the woman, but she looked much different and she was big and like on all fours, like a bear will stand. And she was looking at me weird and she had the face of a relative of mine. Um, like, and there was other faces, but she had this face of like a relative of mine on her body. And I, it was terrifying. And I never, I took the rock off and I had never wore, I was like, I'm not sleeping with that on anymore. Cause it was just too weird. And a couple of weeks later, that same individual, um, my relative had come down positive with the, with the, the virus and couldn't come out to come visit me. And what's really weird is that the figure that was standing, it was standing with like one, one hand just inside the door of my laundry room. Like it's all of its three other legs were outside the door, but it's one foot was like inside or hand, whatever was inside the door. Like it was much closer. Like it had come from the Creek to the Valley to my front door. You know what I mean? And it was like at my door. Yeah, like 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 it was about to come in. Was how? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was really creepy, and I was it was terrifying, honestly. (laughs) And then the most recent one I had that was really strange was an apocalyptic scenario. (laughs) It's really stupid, (laughs) but but what it was was there had been like some kind of apocalyptic event or something. At least it seemed that way, and the streets were empty like it is when the streets are empty as they were and everything was really spread out. And I was like out in like a prairie or something on like a road. (laughs) And there was, I was on one of a riding lawnmower 
and I had like a trailer and like all my stuff on it. Like it was like Mad Max or something. And <laughs> these people, I came to this place where there was a building and there were these people inside and they were laying around and like they weren't sick or anything, but they were like on something it was, like they were on a, a drug or something. And what, it, and there was this technomancer, like a, like he was like a villain looking guy and he was doing work on people who had gotten like chip implants in like the back of, on the back of their ear, behind their ear, near their skull. And I was talking with him and, and like he was explaining to me what he was doing and these people had chosen to like, it was really weird. It was like apocalyptic event. It was really strange. And I was just going around on like my riding lawnmower. I don't know. It was really bizarre. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I think it has It's definitely changed some of my dreams because it, they, they're very vivid when I do have them and they have to do with, it ties in, it kind of, it's bled through into my, my dreams and into my, my, uh, normal day to day life too. It's reflected in the dreams too, a little bit. So it's really strange. Yeah. I think so it has. I think it's made us more sensitive to it. Yeah, I, I think so. And again, like I said, I, me in particular, I, I'm not affected directly. I don't, I don't work with people directly face to face and the rest of that, right? I work from home. And so me not directly, either. like, like my stress level is pretty low. But, but I, I, it does piss me off, as you know, when I watch the news, cause it, because it's like, it's like doom and gloom, doom and gloom, doom and gloom. And I've got a whole bunch of links here down below that, that describe how stress actually lowers people's immune system. And I'm like, I'm like, 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 can can we ease off like on the gas pedal and like, like the world is ending? I mean, for crying out loud, like, yeah. like what, like at what point are we I making know, people more sick? Right? Know. Exactly. Yeah. If it wasn't for the news, it's like I would have no idea. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, this was I would because I only, you know, or if I go into town for this or that, but the people around me that I talk to online or that I talk to family when I talk on the phone with them a pretty regular basis. They live in cities and it's like crazy stuff all the time, you know, and they're, and they take it very seriously. You know, like they're very afraid and I understand, but you know, for me, I'm like, well, I'm pretty like isolated and everything's kind of quiet, little town, you know, like nothing's really happening. And, um, so, but I think it, so it's really strange. Like there's pressure from the outside coming in, but I wouldn't even know it if it wasn't for the out, like, for their experience of this event and how they're conveying it to me. Right. What it sounds like to me is like something coming closer and closer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And initially it was like something like, like reaching out and like literally a, like, like the black shadow thing was almost as if it was like, I don't know. It was like, I'm like, it was there. It was just before it was fixing to happen too. It was, which was really strange, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, I don't it, know. It, yeah, yeah. So, so I, so, so we agree. Something's happening here, not just in the, in the zeitgeist with the, this fear, but also it's it's kind of uh, seeping into our dreams, and uh, a lot a lot of implications there. Uh, great stuff. As you know, we're just about out of time. I appreciate the phone call as always. You're the best, Jennifer. Have a good night. Thanks a lot. You too. Great topic. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it very much. Bye. Jennifer has a YouTube channel. Please check it out. Links in the description. And uh, uh, yeah, give her a follow as well. Uh, the thing is this, look. Um, uh, by the way, uh, Vicky, I see you there. Uh, hang tight. Actually, let's go to Vicky real quick. We got a, a couple minutes here. All right. Uh, Vicky, you're on Trouble Minds with Mike. Go right ahead. 
Got a couple minutes, and we can hold you over after the break if you want to do that. You've been waiting a while, so go right ahead. Okay, thank you, Michael. And what Jennifer was just talking about, like the shadow that was grabbing her and shaking her while she was sleeping, that happened to me before, too. That's that was scary as heck, <laughs> you know. Oh, okay, was that so? Was that a pre-pandemic or after? That was pre. Okay. But like since since the pandemic, I'm not having my regular dreams except for like those who are going to die. Ooh, that's not good. And I I, I know that's a terrible thing, but that happens. And yeah. since I moved here to Illinois, I don't have as many dreams, thank God, you know, that I'm not sleeping well either. Yeah, that's not I, good. So I keep waking up, waking up, waking up. So, And I know that a bunch of it is the anxiety of all this stuff with the pandemic because so many people I know have died and even my ex-husband died. Um, I, I hear that it's time for me to be quiet for a bit. Okay. So I'll hold on. Okay. Hold, hold, stay right there, Vicki. A couple, few minutes, we'll get right back to you, okay? I'm going to put you on hold. We'll be right back to Vicki. Thank you. Thanks sure, for being no patient problem. with me. Appreciate that very much. All right. So we're talking about pandemic, the pandemic here and the dreams. Has it polluted the dreamscape? And what does that mean for, well, whatever the natives are of that particular dreamland? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We're on the line with Vicki here. We'll get right back to her. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More polluted dream skates, pandemic dreams, and Vicky when we return. Be right back. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. Tonight, we're talking about dreamscapes. Have your dreams changed since the pandemic, and do you think we're polluting, well, the actual, I don't know, the astral plane or something, where the, the dream natives live? Are they irritated with us from all the negativity? That's what's on my mind tonight. Love to hear your thoughts at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037, and we'll put you on the phone just like my friend Vicky. Thanks for waiting, Vicky. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. How are you? Go right ahead. Thank you, Mike. Okay. We were stuck ads here for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, okay. So let's, let's reframe it then for just a sec. So, so you said you used to dream about a, sort of a dark figure that put his hands on you, right? Something like that. And has that changed since yeah. the pandemic? How has your dream state changed since this, all this negativity in the, in the air and in the zeitgeist? I'm not having many dreams except for those who are going to die. Okay. And so so that's good then that you're not dreaming as much because you're accurate in predicting these things, right? Yes. Yeah, I uh, usually say something to tell her, you know, that I'm dreaming about this person 
And then right after they die. Okay, so 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 that's good to me that you're not dreaming a lot because uh, predictions about that is probably we've talked about this in the past when you first told me this story. That's uh, that seems like a curse. Does it does it frighten you to to dream? Like I said, you don't sleep well anymore. No, it doesn't because actually it's more of a blessing than a curse because that way at least I'm not shocked when somebody's going to die if they're real close to me. But, like, when my ex-husband, um, and he he told me that he was and he had COVID, I did not have a dream for him that he was And he died that night. When? I was, like, really shocked, you know? When did this happen? Because usually he and I have this. We always have a link about, like, with dreams and different things happening in our lives. Okay, I'm following you. You're cutting out just a little bit. Can you get as close to the speaker as you can? I, I, I keep hearing Jennifer on there right now. Okay, no, no, you're, you're actually on the air. You're talking to me, so you're, you have, you've got the stream playing back, I think, on a delay. So okay, all right. So so yeah, just get as close to the to the phone as you can and just speak up. So all right. So so uh, who, who was it that passed away? How how long ago was this? You said you didn't dream about them, but it happened. Um, that was in September. Okay, and in it September. Was my ex-husband. Okay, your ex husband. I'm sorry for your loss. That's uh, clearly always terrible. Even even your ex husband is somebody we still spent a ton of time with and still have some love for. I would think. Um, so yeah, I do, and he because. I mean, heck, I was married to him for almost 17 years. Okay, that's a long so time. So it's like the longest time I'd ever been married to anybody, you know? Yeah. And and I could always, like if he was telling me even a lie, I would know. I would dream <laughs> about everything with him. And I was surprised when he died because I was not expecting him just to go to the ER and die, you know? Yeah, and that was from that was, was from COVID, right? Yeah, I I was the one who was sick. He wasn't. Like he's never really been sick a day in his life, you know. Yeah, that's super strange. So really shocking. And and so you, but you didn't dream about it. It wasn't one of those things where you kind of first saw it coming, like some of your other premonitions. No, interesting. Not at all, and that was like really shocking. Because usually I know when people's going to die before they die, but not with him. Yeah, out of the blue. And it's like with this, with this COVID going on, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's caused more anxiety, especially when I was living back with my sister in the small town. It's like, because it was pretty high, a lot of people dying there. But they were always not afraid to go outside, not wear a mask, and, you know, different things. So it's like people were dying a lot there. But since I moved to Illinois, it's like I really don't socialize with people much. Not not personally, except for my son and his Did we lose you? Can you hear me? Damn it. 
Again, sorry about that. We lost the phone line again. That's literally what, like, five times in three days. Sorry, I'm calling it back. Sorry about that, Vicky. Completely. The technology's fault here again. Uh, stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Don't go anywhere. Sorry about that. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. Yeah, that's terrible. Sorry about that, Vicky. One moment. If you're listening, just a second. Be right with you. I can't believe this keeps happening. This is literally... Uh, it's time to switch. I can't... I mean, you got to think of, like, the largest company in the world, right? Like, Google. Right? Like... Uh, Awful, awful. Anyway, sorry about that. Sorry about that, Vicky. We lost you for just a sec. Uh, are you back? Can you hear me? I'm here. Can you okay. hear me? Yeah, sorry about that. So, okay. So, the, the the phone line dropped again right in the middle of your sentence. So, so tell me this then. Um, oh. Has this pandemic actually changed the way you do dream? Do you not dream at all anymore other than just those premonitions of people passing? Has it, since the pandemic started, has anything changed at all with that? Or is it always what it was? Actually, I used to have good dreams a lot, but I don't have those dreams anymore. I just have the dreams that's the premonitions. Okay, okay. So so uh, maybe it's a recent thing? You think it's related? How about that? Do you think it's related to the pandemic and the rest of this, or do you think it's just maybe a, a coincidence? Oh, I'm sure because of anxiety. Yeah, okay. Okay. And uh, let me ask you, has, has the situation in the last couple of years caused you additional anxiety? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's all, it's definitely a, yeah, it's always on. Even if, even if we're like, uh, whatever, you know, it's still in the back of our mind. Do you watch the news often or ever? Um, not very much. I stopped watching the news, except a little bit, you know, like. Like on Rafton, you know, certain ones I listen to, but I don't like to listen to bad, all these bad things happening. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I don't want, I don't want, you know, any more bad dreams to happen. No, amen to that. I don't want you to have any more bad dreams either. It is pretty pretty sick that when you turn on like CNN or something, they have like the death, the rolling death count, like it's a basketball game. You know, like it's like, come on now, yeah. do we really need to need to know like the score updated every you know every time somebody passes away? That's that's a little a little morbid. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, great stuff. Uh, what what else you got for us tonight, Vicky? Even on Facebook, it's like. So many people, it always keeps telling me, you know, well, this person died, that person died. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> you know, I'm about ready to get rid of Facebook even because I'm just so tired of it all. Yeah, it's, but it's, the good thing is I moved here to Illinois and I really don't socialize much outside of the house. Except like today, I went to the doctors and went out to eat. Nothing major. And I go see my, uh, my kid comes to see me, him and his wife. But that way, at least I'm, I even made sure to move to Illinois instead of St. Louis. Because I don't want my whole family, his whole family showing up to, to visit me. Because I don't want to get sick, you know? Right. So, so it's yeah, still, it's still on your mind. Sick. Yeah, still on your mind. 
Yeah, yeah, wild. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's changed a lot of things about a lot of people. So, kind of got me thinking in, in larger terms. Vicky, you were the best. I appreciate you so much. I'm glad to know you're feeling better. You sound a lot better from the last time I spoke with you. Uh, I hope you yeah. feel that way. Thank you, Michael. Yes, I feel a lot better. Right on, right on. I appreciate the phone call. Thank you for being patient with me with the phone lines, the, them dropping and all the rest of that. Thanks oh, no for waiting problem. through the break. Thanks and for sharing. I was just joking with you about your wife. <laughs> oh, I know. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That. Yeah, it's all my fault, right? That's that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's always the joke. That's the role of the husband. That's, it's, it's always the husband's fault. Yeah, it's, it's all our fault. It's okay. It, it's it's the role. It's what yeah. we do. It's all good. It's all good. I appreciate you, Vicki. Thank you so much yeah. for the phone call. Uh, God bless. Be safe. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Have a great night. Thank you. You too, Michael. Take Thanks. care. Thanks Bye-bye. a lot. You, you, you as well. That's Vicky, a longtime friend of the show. She she listens often, uh, as much as she can, and uh, she's 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 become family. She's become a close friend, and uh, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you so much for the phone call. Thanks for being patient with the technology as it drops and, and all the rest of that. If you want to be part of the show, we're talking about this polluted dreamscape, and what I mean by that, of course, it's a little bit of a you know artistic flair, but meaning that in our zeitgeist, right, it's out there, it's in the air, all this negativity all this is pandemic stuff, right? It's like, again, you turn on CNN, it's got this, the, the real-time scoreboard of how many people have passed away and all the rest of this, right? It's just morbid. And it, it is in the back of your mind, even if you're not bothered by it, right? Like me, I'm mostly not bothered by it. But it's changed the way I dream, even in little ways, right? And things are not the same as they used to be. So that's my question tonight. How has this pandemic changed the way you dream? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. Easy as that. Let's go to, looks like, Nick in Massachusetts. Am I right? Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, Michael. What's going on? Uh, first-time caller, I appreciate I you calling that. in. Uh, wh- what about your dreams? Has this changed since the pandemic? Uh, as for me, I, I don't think that much. Um, I think most of my dreams have always been uh, be traveling to other places. But um, I think what's most fascinating is uh, the lack of other people's dreams. Um, I've asked people all over the world, uh, and just people around me too, and, and regarding the dreams and and they really don't have any to tell or they don't even want to remember. That's the, that's the thing. Um, and I think that's very fascinating. And especially now with this pandemic and, and the whole thing, uh, people just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So, okay. So, so, so what do you think is happening? So they're telling you that they're not dreaming. So do you think that's the case or do you think maybe they're dark dreams and they don't want to talk about them? If you had to guess. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think my first guess would be that you know they they don't really. I think they most of their dreams are just full of uh, either fears or darkness, and and that's it prevents them from wanting to talk about it. And on top of that, I think that also prevents them from actually wanting to keep dreaming. And I think that's so fascinating and and kind of scary. And I feel like that also defeats the purpose of being human. You know, having the human experience and dreaming all the time. So I think that's just something that I found so fascinating because I dream a lot and I encourage other people to to try to dream, but it's just like it's a repulsion towards it. And I think that's, that's so, so weird. Yeah, it is pretty strange. And so, so okay, so the, the question for you, you, your dreams have not changed. Your perception from asking other people is that they seem to be dreaming less or not wanting to talk about it. So, so is this, is this in effect... 
changing just like you described what it means to be human and i think and i think that's why we always talk about this type of stuff is because it's not as simple as well i'm just not dreaming anymore right like you could say that or you know kind of embody that as like okay it's it's one one less thing you know that i have to deal with or one less thing as part of my experience but if it was part of you before and now it's not it's it's it, it's it's bad right like this is this is my whole point it's like there there are some other sort of human casualties to all of this to all of this darkness what's your thought on that yeah no it, it's it's definitely a little tragedy there uh, i think people's lack of of it um it's i feel like it's it's really destroying you know part of the soul in their experience here and and i think uh that's unfortunate um, yeah i I forgot your question. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Just asking in, in general terms. Uh, okay. So, so how about this then? What about uh, how about my 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 artistic interpretation of the dreamscape? Let's say Peter Pan lives there or something, or the fairies, Tinkerbell, whatever. Right. Just just for just for example. But if we're let's say that darkness is sort of an escape from us into that dream state. We're just pumping a ton of negative energy in as like a human population. Do you think, and again, we're drinking some maybe juice here, stretching the imagination. Do you think maybe the natives of the dream landscape are irritated with us from all the dark dreams? I, yeah, I would think so. I, it's very interesting. I, I had uh, one, one time I had a dream where I, I think I awakened one of the dream people in, in the dream. And it, it was such an awkward situation where they became self-aware because I brought them to, be, to become self-aware. And they were so terrified of me being there that um, they reacted towards, towards me as with fear. But then towards the end of that, um, I sort of left them and they asked me, you know, they, they turned on, they turned on, to me and asked me what they should be doing, what they, where should they go? And I think at that moment, I felt like a connection where, oh, these people in the dream are, could be real. Um, and, and we just left it off as that. But for me, just thinking back about it, it's just interesting to, to believe that these, maybe these people in this other dimensions are still alive somewhere, you know? And this was something that I brought on where I, I, I waking them, I, I woke them in the dream and and they I think they're there to to fend for themselves after being awakened. So I think <laughs> it could be. Yeah, I like that. Maybe, maybe. I like maybe. I can I can I can run with maybe, bro. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, amazing stuff. Uh, let me ask you first time caller, how did you find the show? Oh, I uh, no, I was already uh following uh you guys through the um Discord chat and just listening in on the FM app, and I just love listening to everything. Okay, okay, I appreciate it. Uh, what else you got for us tonight, Nick? Um, no, that was that was it. <laughs> all right, all right. I appreciate the phone call. As you know, you're welcome to call back anytime. This is a this is a conversation. That's why we do this. So thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for finding us, spending your time with us, and your energy. I appreciate it very much. Pleasure's ours. Look forward to speaking with you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Have a great night. That's uh, that's Nick in Massachusetts, first-time caller. Appreciate that. Let's go to MJ in Virginia. Let's burn through some calls. Go right ahead, sir. You're on Trouble Minds with Mike. 
Hey, Mike. Um, yeah, last night I tried calling in, but it was dead air. I couldn't hear anything. Yeah, it, it, like I said, we had so many problems. We're having them again tonight. It's not as bad, but we got you now, so go right ahead, sir. Okay. Um, well, uh, my idea in all of that is we process our, our we process things in our dreams that we don't process in real life. It's a place where we go we can freely process. And if it's too much to process, it's getting built up. Um, I used to work in a bar in Phoenix off and on for 20 years. I was a bartender or security, whatever, you know, whatever job I was doing. And every three and a half months to four months, there'd be a major brawl that broke out because the energy in the building would harbor all the tension. And it just kept building and building and building. And finally, there would be this major fight out in the patio, broken glass, blood, everything. And you could almost calculate it. And I kept thinking about it, and I thought, you know, people are getting, they're getting ready to pop unless they have some place to process. And if their dreams are being blocked or they're not able to because they don't want to process it or they don't want to have to go through the process in their dreams, they're going to process it in real life. Ah, so and I think so, there's blockage. Interesting. Uh-huh. Interesting. So there's an overflow. There's an overflow of that anxiety. And if that dream state is blocked in some way, or even let's say it's darker, then it's going to manifest in reality. I love it. I, I love I think yeah. you're right, though. I think that's spot on, bro. Because, um, you know, I'm hearing about just arbitrary fights. It's like, why are you guys fighting? I don't get it. You know, they're not sitting back and releasing what's going on and observe more. Instead of getting caught up in the drama of it, just stand back and watch and see what happens. And I'm starting to hear a little bit more and more. And I have a road out in front of me. It's usually a busy road, but it's you know people drive quietly. They're racing up and down the road now. It's like suddenly they're just real busy, like you know, oh, I've got to go. But it's a tension. It's not a happy. It's not like hey, I've got some place to go. It's like I got to get hurt and get there, kind of thing. And I'm just watching this more and more with people. And you hear stuff on the news about kids fighting in schools and anxiety, and it's like they don't have a place to process it. I just think um, it, I think it's an overload because everybody's trying to process in the dream state, and I think there's only so much room for it because not everybody's going to be this tense all at once. Interesting. So that that's kind of my point of the show tonight is that is that dream state finite in the sense that if everybody's trying to like sort of let off steam in a negative fashion through their dreams, is it going to pollute the dreamscape? That's sort of my idea. So you think so? You think that there, there's it's maybe a limited space, and uh, it's so that negativity is overflowing into into the real world. I love it, man. I love it. That's exactly what I was trying to yeah. make my point, and you made it better than I ever could. What else you got for us, my friend? Um, what I'm going to be able to do is call back after midnight. And actually process the last two shows, but it's in a short, short story about watchers and the souls. Okay, perfect. Uh, do me a favor then. I will definitely take that call. I'm looking forward to it. I've got a first-time caller right behind you. Let's uh, go to that person, okay. and then we'll get back to you as soon as we get off the air, okay? Okay. Appreciate it, brother. MJ, we'll talk to you in just a few minutes. Right. Hang tight. Be right with you. Uh, do you want to mute, okay. or do you want to call back? What time is it? Uh, it's about 8.56. Oh, it's 11.56. Yeah, we're close. Yeah, I'll hold. Okay, I'm, I'm going to mute you. Hang tight right there. We'll get right back with you. Uh, 702-957-1037. Let's go to, it looks like, Daniel in Minnesota. Welcome to Troubled Minds. Go right ahead. Hi, uh, how you doing? 
Doing very well. We got I, a couple uh, minutes for you. I, Go right ahead. I, I called into. Uh, oh yeah, okay. I called into. Um, uh, maybe I have some things to say about the dreamscape and how it's changed and how the pandemic's affected that. But first, if you don't mind, I would like to tell you about my deja vu uh, premonition uh, experience that I've uh, and I've dealt with this my whole life. I've um, I've, my whole life, I've had these uh, really strong uh, uh, incidents of deja vu that will hit me. And then along with the deja vu will come a slice of the future. Uh, like, you know, what's happening sometimes in my personal life, sometimes in the world, you know, scenario. And it's not a hundred percent, never, not even close, but throughout my life, it has been some striking, um, some striking times when it's, when it's been dead on. And, um, the other evening I was listening to, uh, uh, videos. I was watching videos on YouTube of native American elders, uh, just speaking wisdom, you know, with the flute music behind it and kind of drifting off. And, and I wasn't, but I wasn't asleep at all. I was, I was hoping to go to sleep, but I was, I was listening very intently. And, and, um, what he was saying about the, uh, you know, when Columbus came to America, um, we, you could drink out of any river, any stream, you know, you could drink all the water is beautiful. And, uh, you know, had people follow the native American way, we'd probably still be drinking out of those streams, but that's not where I'm going with this. Um, that's something much more, uh, I don't know, dire, I guess I want to say. Okay. Daniel, uh, real quick, we got real quick, real quick. I'm going to give yep, you an option ahead. here. We got 45 seconds. So if, if you can finish the story, okay, cool. I'll, if I'll not, I'll wrap it up. Okay. okay. So I was listening to the elder and in the middle of it, I got, a flash of that deja vu and a slice of the future that was just a punch to the solar plexus. And it was strong and clear, strong, clear. And what it was, was um, this thing with Russia um, goes, uh, escalates up into like straight nightmare mode. And it's bad. And I just want to, I'm glad I got in the air because I hope people hear this because I'm not trying to warn anybody and I'm not afraid. I'm not scared, but you know, I just want to feel urgency about it. I feel a sense of urgency about it. I've never experienced that before, ever. Okay, gotcha. So you think there is something to this. Uh, do you want to hang on uh, to, till we go? We got a third hour, so we got time for you. You want to you wanna hold real quick and yeah, I'll get back to you? Okay, hang tight. We'll get right back to you. We got uh, yeah, Daniel okay. here and we got MJ. We'll get back to you guys in just one sec. We got to get off the radio. Be right back. Awesome. Don't go anywhere. All right, All right, cool. All right, so this is the deal, right? So uh, as you know, if you're listening to us on the Fringe FM, stay tuned for Joe Roop lighting the void. If you're listening to us on any other platform, well, stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds. And as we finish, it goes like this. Be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night. Let's just do it. Let's go right back to Daniel. Uh, thank you for waiting. Uh, go right ahead, sir. You're right back on the show. Hi. Uh, okay. Yeah. So um, you were, where we left off was uh, I, I, got, I got the premonition out, right? Right. Uh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I, I was hit with this premonition that we, 
that Russia and America go, or whatever country it happens to be, go full-scale nuclear war. And uh, at that point in time, really, I hadn't been really into the news lately or really, like, you know, I listen to a lot of talk radio and stuff, but I wasn't, you know, just at this period of time, the last couple of weeks, I've been busy. And it was weird. It was really, really weird, man. And I, I even went to my, my, uh, my wife and my son with it, which I don't usually do. I don't usually talk to anybody about it because it's like, it's just weird. You know what I mean? It's not something you just throw out there at the lunch table or something. You know what I mean? It's just exactly that happens to me that I've dealt with my whole life. And, <laughs> and it's just what it is. That's why we do this show, bro. That's that's exactly why we do this show. Because you can't you can't talk about this stuff with the water cooler. (laughs) Absolutely not. All right. So my my family's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm blessed with some really cool, really cool people in my life. And uh, yeah, I have a really great family, and they they listen and they they input, and it's beautiful, you know. But uh, they aren't real worried. But they listen. They listen to me, and uh, we are going. You know, we are going to. uh, Store a little fresh water and a little food, just because. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not uh, freaking out or anything, but people are freaking out these days. I, I see that everywhere I go. Yeah, exactly. People fighting. Yeah, like people like MJ. Arguing. Yeah. People just oh. right out over nothing. Over ridiculous stuff. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, over ridiculous stuff. I agree with you 100%. And that's that's why we do this. It's like, hey, look, guys, the whole point is like, let's back off the cliff. Like, again, we have more in common than, what, yeah. than we have that the, to, wow. to divide us. Don't fall for that. It's a game. It's a yeah. bad game. Uh, so so you had a theory on, so okay, so you had a like a, sort of a bad premonition sort of in your dream about maybe a, a nuclear conflict. But you also had no, a no, theory. No, 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 not in my dream at all. Not in my dream at all. I was 100% awake. I was, I was uh, uh, totally awake and... I was not, I was trying to go to sleep. Uh, um, as far as my dreams go and, and stuff, I actually had some, I had a bad experience uh, with um, sleep paralysis that lasted for six years. And it was every time I closed my eyes to get any amount of sleep at all, I would experience terrible sleep paralysis. Uh, and I couldn't, have, it's like being trapped inside my head and I would be screaming, get me out of here. And I'm just like, I'm trapped in the blackness, in the void, you know, and you can't, and I can hear time passing, I feel time passing, and I can hear people, whatever they're doing in the room, but I can't do anything. It's terrifying. That was terrifying. That never happens to me anymore. It went away. It's just poof, gone. That's, and I, that's... I don't think about it anymore. I, I don't. I don't ever have it. And, and, it's, and it was. It was bad. It was weird, man. It was really. I had some really strange ones, like. There's one with Clive Lewis and a UFO. I mean, how weird is that? He was in the UFO, and I, I was, it scared me. I, it actually pulled me out of it, and I was, I made a weird noise like I was surfing. My son was in the other room. He started laughing. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, do, do, me a fa- do me a favor, Daniel. If you have another dream with Clyde Lewis, yeah. could you tell him I said hi? And let him know that with no Clyde Lewis, there's no troubled minds. I don't think minds. to meet the guy someday. He's really cool, man. Yeah. He, he seems like a really cool guy. He seems like a really cool guy. Exactly. Exactly. He, he's a big inspiration of mine. Okay. So, so now what yeah. are your thoughts on the, the polluted dreamscapes? Do you think that we are in some manner uh, pressing this, <laughs> the tension from this, like, you know, COVID fear world into this dreamscape oh. and what effect do you think it's having? Oh my God. Yes. I, you know, um, I don't know if you're, you're probably, you know, familiar with Solaris Blu-ray tonight. Uh, actually, no. Do you ever listen to her? No, no idea oh, who that is. She, she is a host of a show. Um, I'm sorry, Solaris. I can't remember the name of your show. Damn, uh, 
I have a bad memory, but um, she has a really cool show, and uh, check it out sometime. I, I think she's still on, but the network she was on is defunct now. But uh, she she claims, and I I feel like I believe her. She's so damn sincere uh, that she was actually connected through her dreams uh, into like a like a matrix technology that was um, <laughs> that was piloted by the members of Rush and their management. There's some weird high level DARPA. Sex magic, freaking uh, dream hacking technology, and she took it to court. There's, the court case is real. You know, I'll look into it because I found it. I find it fascinating, and plus, I'm a big Rush fan. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty <laughs> what, wild. What the hell's the Holy Trinity been doing with? You know, in their off time, man. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that. So, 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 do you think that that's yeah. part of this? Do you think it's a, that affected her? Or was uh, this yeah, a long time ago? Man. Deeply, I think everyone's deeply, deeply affected by it. If it's not something that's in your life, um, and and they're and they're not affecting you, it's affecting someone you know, and therefore affecting you. I mean, we're all connected, man. There's no, there's no getting out of it. I mean, if you want to drop off the grid and just fucking get out and go, that's cool. I understand that, but I was, I like uh, humanity and connection, and I thrive on the love, man. And when I'm isolated and especially during the lockdown periods and stuff, I never locked down, but everyone around me did. And it deeply affected me and uh, people I know, uh, my, my family right, directly, you know what I mean? And, uh, it was terrifying, man. It was, it was heart-wrenching. It was terrible, like a nightmare, man, like a living nightmare. You, you want to go to sleep because, you know, I mean, real life was ter- terrifying enough. Yeah, right. But, you yeah. know, sometimes. But it, but I mean, if you want, you know, I thrive on that. And a lot of people do. I think humans do. I think we as people, we're, we're so, you know what I mean? We're so busy trying to get off the grid and get away from everybody and trying to get out of it all. But what about being deeply entrenched and, and deeply connected and having that, having that emotional connection? You know, I mean, people have, people have beaten life, life, life taking diseases by things like that, by love and prayer. You know, I, I think my mother-in-law prayed my hepatitis C away when I was in my 20s. I had hepatitis C uh, in my early 20s, and I think my mother-in-law prayed it away. I really do. Nice. Uh, nice. I believe that with all my heart. Nice. Say I'm crazy if you want to, but... No, no, no. She, not at all. She's a very deep, she's a very pious, religious person, and she prayed. I mean, she's always been that way. And I figured if God's going to listen to anybody, it'd be her. There you go. And, you and know, it wouldn't... I wouldn't <laughs> I it, haven't got no cloud on that end of it, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Hey, it, it wouldn't be the first miracle that happened on this planet. Hey, so so uh, before I let you go, right? Uh, so before I let you go, uh, where did you yeah. find where did you find the show? Uh, I I found the Fringe Network uh, through the Paranormal app. Okay, awesome. Uh, which I yeah, and I downloaded that. It's on a bunch of stations where they're advertising for that. Download the Paranormal app, you know. Uh, so I you know I. Uh, Drank the Kool Aid, and I'm glad I did. It's uh, it's been awesome. Nice. It's on the Fringe Network. It's it's kind of Fringe Network has been kind of like uh, coming ahead of the pack. I think for the rest of them I listen to, it's kind of been out there as far as uh, it's a little refreshing. It's it's not ad saturated. It's not it's 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 uh, it's fresh. You know, it's it's it feels fresh, and uh, I like that, man. I like the I like the the, uh, the angle of it that that the that your network takes with right. with the paranormal and the topics that you guys do. I think it's fantastic. Right on. I appreciate it so much. 
Keep on rocking in the not so free world, man. Thank you, thank <laughs> you, you. Know? Daniel. Uh, pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling us. Thank you for listening, as always. Oh, and yeah, uh, you're, you're welcome back anytime. Put me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome back yes, anytime. Yeah, you know you, the number now. We'll, we'll, friend. Oh, fantastic. Yep. We'll talk to you soon. Have a have a yeah. great night, and uh, thanks for calling, bro. Yes. Thanks a lot. Take care. There you go. Easy as that. 702-957-1037. First time callers. Look, uh, I kind of anticipated uh, a lot of calls tonight because of the, the dream stuff. Everybody likes to talk dreams, but I didn't realize it would be a whole bunch of first time callers. I appreciate that very much. Uh, so, so thank you guys for listening. Thanks for finding us. Thanks for calling. Let's go right back to MJ. Thanks for being patient, my friend. Go right ahead, sir. You're on Troubled Minds. Yeah, you talking to me, Mike? Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Okay, great. All right. Um, watchers. Um, back in the mid-90s, a friend of mine, there's a town in Arizona called Crown King. And it was kind of known for this one canyon where you could see, like, blue and red balls of light flying up and down through the canyon. And then the miners up in that area would tell you that these little people would come out of a cave. Okay? So we heard about it. So I thought, yeah, you know, it's Sunday. And we were both bartenders. I mean, I was still doing uh, filming UFO research stuff. So we drove up to it. I-17, you take a, a left out on the dirt road and go up to it. We got there, and it has a um, convenience store, a bar, and the bar has, like, served sandwiches and hamburgers and stuff like that. So we got a couple of beers, a couple of burgers. Went and sat out back. And they have a little fenced-in area on a slab of cement with picnic tables and stuff, chairs. You could sit. So we're sitting there. And this guy comes up, I guess he was a miner, um, comes up, jumps the fence with his beer, comes and sits on the picnic table with us and slams his beer down on the table, and the beer pops out of the top of the beer. I mean, the beer, uh, out of the beer bottle. And he looks at me, and he said, and he, he just stared at me, and I, I was getting uncomfortable. I said, hi, you know, kind of, hi, how you doing? <laughs> and he goes, you're a watcher. What? And he was like, ugh. And my friend was burying his face at his burger, like, you know, thanks for the support. And the guy looks at me, and he goes, you're a watcher. Just like that. I, I just, you know, I drew back like, yeah, well, I do go out at night and try to film stuff, you know. But how he knew that, I don't know. And I looked at him. I finally relaxed a little bit because he spoke. And I said, well, how do you mean I'm a watcher? And he, he started smiling. His, uh, under, under, he was kind of looking at me sinisterly. And he started smiling, and he points straight at the sky. What? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's what he did. He just, he stood, and he kind of tilted his head down. He's looking at me underneath his brow, and he had this sinister smile and he just took his finger and he pointed straight to the sky and i was like i said really i said you can tell that and so he started to tell me about the miners down in the canyons to where they would see these balls of light fly and periodically do that you'd see them fly up and then you see these uh beings come out i guess grays or whatever but these he called them little people and he and he goes you see you saw that van that white van parked out front in front of the store i guess yeah i did he said that's the cia they're up here all the time. It has a satellite dish, and he says they come up here and park. And if you get a glance inside, they never come out of the vans. He said they'll park up there, and um, he said if you get us get to see inside the van, he said it's just lined with computer equipment. Okay, now the watcher part. Now, um, years, eons later, like 20-some-odd years later, I'm here in Virginia. I got my board out. And I, con I contacted uh, what I thought was a demon called Zozo, right? So I said, Zozo, and I said, you don't feel like a demon. And he, and he spells out, we're not. I thought, okay. I said, what are you? And so visually I'm watching them, and they're in like these really super dark purple robes with hoods. And they're standing over a planet looking down at the planet, watching it. 
And I said, and there's several of them all around the universe, you know, all around the universe is everywhere, but they're watching planets and they psychically stay in touch with each other. I said, okay, watchers. And I didn't come to that conclusion until later. So I'm sitting there talking to him. So I thought, oh, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I sort of deadened the brain. It's like, a, you know, to get into the questioning, so I stopped. So I went back a couple of months ago. I wanted to go back and say, well, how does this process work? So what, they, what I was seeing was these souls coming off the planets, or the, you know, different planets or whatnot, souls coming up, and they're standing on, like, slabs of uh, slate, just kind of suspended in, you know, space. And they're looking down, and if you want to, you can stop on that slab and see what to look at to check in to see if that's something you want to do. And what they would do with the, the new souls coming in is train them to be watchers if they chose to do that. Or uh, what they would do is send the soul back down to that planet, and so they'd be embodied in a human body. And as they observed everything, that information went back up to the watchers. Okay, so so... So what does it mean that you're a watcher then? I don't know. He just came <laughs> up and said that. <laughs> okay. I, All right. I was like, I was freaking out like, what? And how do you know? And he just knew that he says, you're a watcher. And my whole life has always been observation. I always stay back and watch people and see their reactions. That's all I've ever done. I mean, it's not all I've ever done, but primarily that's how I don't get into situations because I pull back, it's like, you know, pop the popcorn and watch the movie. And that's always been my, my theme in life. I've just never, you know, I'll engage, but I'll engage at a distance and, you know, keep a distance and watch the reactions and observe everything. And that's how I learn stuff. Okay. All right. So it's a, so maybe, maybe a, a terrestrial watcher and not a celestial watcher. That's 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 fine. That's fine. I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, okay. So so then. Uh, so how do you think all this relates to? We talked a little bit about your dreams. Does does this come back around to this sort of uh, COVID thing and the, uh, uh, the the dream state, or is it completely unrelated stories? Um, I think it's related. Okay. How so? Because um, at the same time, I'm still observing, and you know uh, the the fact that you've got what two thirds of the planet at least if not three quarters of the planet going through some sort of stress because all these countries forcing their citizens into mask mandates shots uh, all this stuff there's got to be a, ma- a, ma- a massive tension out there and all those people at one time are going to try to process process that in their dreams there's just not enough room we all process different things at different levels. And, you know, some might be just a little quiet level, something happened, you dream about it, no big deal, and there's something else, but there's different levels of it. But we're all hitting that same level at once. And I just don't, I think we've hit the, you know, you hit the ceiling on it, and that's it. You know, and it's going to bounce back down. And what you don't get processed that night, because somebody else was processing, uh, you're going to process it for real in life. You're going to start a fight or get angry or do something, you know, that's just going to be, you know, you're not going to be able to take back. Gotcha. Okay. So it is, so it is all being observed, but. It is all tied together. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, and also, if they're observing, what I was told with Zozos um, is they also, because I asked them, you're demons, and I said, you know, kind of yeah, kind of no. And I said, well, what's your purpose? And they said, to keep balance. So what they're doing, if it's getting so cluttered down there that it's all swinging one way, they're going to have a hard time keeping balance. And it's somewhere there's got to be a weakening of the tension 
so you can grab a hold of it and start swinging it the other way. And I think what's going to happen with it is certain people are going to be able to balance themselves out, or let's say they help balance them out, and that's the group of people that are going to walk away from some of this stuff and just walk away. Other people are going to come along later, but they're going to have the room to process after these other people walk away. And it's going to happen in layers, like peeling an onion. I don't think it's going to be all at once, I think. And I think some of the countries now are starting to realize that this is becoming extremely detrimental. Yeah, big time. Have to back off, big time. Uh, so, so do you think that uh, there's there's sort of this word that we're co- coming into the age of Aquarius? Do you think all this is related? How everything sort of is 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 coming to a head because people are just tired of the old ways? Um, well, my feeling or thought on that is it came along to push people to get them out of the old ways, but to get them in a more enlightened way. And because of so much negativity, it's making them really look like, you know, because we're, we're, you know, we're, we're animals of habit, creatures of habit. That's what we do. And the habits are broken. They're gone. Um, and it's forcing people into making them look what's really been going on. And it's, it's getting very apparent um, who wants to be in control and who's not in control and how much control you actually have. And people are starting to realize that, and I think it's meant to push them into that so they can release it and move on from the old controlled ways, which that's what your governments right now are trying to do is the old controlled ways, and people are just like, you know what, now. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I, I think what? there's a, something is turning. I feel it, I feel it. And I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, if, I think finally people are starting to understand that uh, uh, we are not ruled by a, a tiny class of people. There, there's, there's way more of us. And of course, I don't mean that in a violent way, but I think that uh, people are starting to understand it, right? It's like, hey, you, you, we can only do this crap for so long before we're like, hey, come on now, right? This is our life, not yours. And I think, I think uh, standing yeah. up's a good thing, right? Yeah, right on, right on. Appreciate it, brother. Uh, anything else you got for us while we got you on? Um, well, I talked about I've never had violent dreams unless those last two dreams. And what the first one was, I was in a public area, and I don't. I'm a. I just. I like privacy. You know, I'm. I'm. A, you know, low key. Few people around privacy, and they were trying to get something private from me, and then. The second dream, the next night, it was more intense because, you know, however you want to take this with a grain of salt or maybe juice, um, I was trying to be abducted by some greys, and they are apparently can't come onto my property. They were standing on the edge of the bank, but I was out on the road, and for some reason I was in a car. I was trying to back up to look at my mailbox because something was going on my mailbox, and it was my place. I mean, it was, you know, exactly the way it looks. And I looked up on the bank to the right, and there's this grey standing there. Now, the greys don't look like the Hollywood greys. They're ugly, and their heads are shaped in different shapes. They're kind of square, round, and their eyes are dead, no emotions. They just sort of stare at you with this blank stare, and they can see you, but it's just, it's just, uh, it's unnerving. But they were trying to do something, and I got away. Um, and when I, I went, I have this board I, you know, go to, and I went there, and I asked about that dream, because they pointed this round thing at me, like, uh, you know, the, the uh, troopers, the state troopers point that, that, gun at you to see if you're speeding or not. Same thing. And I talked, and they came onto the board. So I, I talked directly to them. I said, what were you trying to do? And they were trying to phase me out so they would, you know, uh, blank me out so they could do whatever they wanted to do, and it didn't work. So I, and I you know, found out. 
But I have some dreams where they're blackouts. I can't remember it, but that's when I wake up with marks on my body. And I had two a few nights ago on my inside of my right thigh, and there were three little red dots in a line, perfectly, they were so far apart, you know, in, in exact same measurement, and both lines were the exact same length, and the dots were at the exact same place in both lines. And that they have an itch burned to them, that's how I can tell, but it was blanked out, it was black. And I finally asked, who does that? Who's, who's doing that? Because uh, Gray supposedly, you know, they didn't get it because I, who knows it were, and I pulled out of the dream, you know, real quick. Like, I just, I started turning, I was in a vehicle, I turned the wheel to the left, and I woke up. So I got out of there. And it said it's your own government. Oh, of course. Of course it is. Of course it is. I was well, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't but surprise this me. Stop. This, this didn't start until I got to the East Coast with the blackout dreams. Okay, interesting. I re- yeah, I remember you telling me the stories when you were back in Arizona as well. Yeah, wild, huh? Yeah. Uh, so, so you said that uh, you did have some of these violent dreams recently. Do you, is that still happening? Or we, you think we're still headed someplace, some dark place, or has that subsided? Um, I only had the two, and I, I got out of them. I just got out of this. Like, this is not right. I got out of here. So I got out of them. Um, and one was in a place where everybody was very crowded, and people were just sort of getting tense. They were just getting tense, and something was getting ready to happen. I just got out of there. And then the, the second night was more of an abduction kind of thing. Um, but I think, um, my feeling is, uh, if people get together and start saying, you know, no, sorry, no, and just start moving off, you know, we have a governor in in Virginia who's, I don't think he's going to do a darn thing. I really don't. They've already voted him down on everything and they're treating him like they did president Trump. That's how they're treating him. Um, so he's, he's not gonna be able to get much done and it's still going to be the people in this state. Because um, Virginia is ground zero for all of this. If something happens like a civil war, it's going to start here. These people are getting tired. <laughs> they're just getting tired. And um, they're starting to, you can see the same tension building up, but it's the same rhythm of tension building. And it's like there's a large group of people who are like that, and it's like they're in agreement of this tension that's building. So something's getting ready to pop. And if it's just going to be... You know, people just decide, you know, we're going to do this anyway. Screw you. That's the way it's going to start going. Um, but I honestly believe that something's getting ready to happen. And I honestly believe that they're – I don't use the word believe ever. I don't know what I'm using it now. Um, my feeling is I think they're going to try to push martial law by getting people to act abruptly, and they're going to try to push on martial law so they can just, you know, lock you down one more time. Um, and I think – uh, people are aware of something like that, and they can feel it, so they're not really acting. But I think it's it's still getting pushed towards that. Because every time I go someplace, more and more, uh, even though in the stores like Walmart and gas stations, the employees aren't wearing their masks with there that's halfway off their face. Yeah, I keep you know, seeing that not, too. They're not doing what the company says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with me. Uh, it's like the it's like the halfway off. It's like kind of on the nose, hanging off the side. Nobody gives a shit anymore. They're ti- they're tired of it, man. I got I got to admit, MJ, I'm tired of it too. I'm absolutely tired of it. You're you're, you're the best, brother. I I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for sharing your ideas, your dreams, and uh, all of you with us. I appreciate it very much. You know, you're welcome back anytime. Okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Have a great night. That's MJ in Virginia, a longtime friend of the show, and uh, good stuff. We're still taking your phone calls tonight. If you guys want to be part of the show, we're talking about this. 
polluted dreamscapes and pandemic dreams. Uh, so MJ seems to think that uh, there's a there is a situation in the dream world that uh, we're pushing too much negativity into a finite space. Do you believe the same thing? Or do you believe that the dream world is infinite in some way? And that's the question I had on my mind. That was really more of the metaphysical question. If we're pushing all this negativity from, you know, the pandemic world uh, that we're absorbing, even you know, even if you're insulated, mostly for the most part, and you're insulated from all that stuff, still, there's, there's, some, there's some anxiety, there's some stress. And does it manifest in the dream state and then pollute that dream state itself? Love to hear your thoughts. Still taking your phone call, 702-957-1037. But what we're going to do is take a quick break because we skipped our break. We skipped our school. This is, the, this is the amazing part. This show is getting so busy. We have just phone calls, phone calls, phone calls, phone calls. So we're skipping breaks because it's like, hey, we just got to take these calls. So right now, there's nobody on the line. We're going to take a quick two-minute break, and we'll be right back. But look, we're still taking calls. What do you think about this dream state madness, this pandemic dream? Is it becoming problematic, not just for the state of people as people, but also uh, as the state of uh, maybe in uh, the Peter Pan dream world, that sort of thing? Do you think it's problematic for those natives, right? Again, a little bit of maybe juice there and uh, speculating quite a ton, but well, this is Troubled Minds after all. So one more time, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubleminds.org. We'll put you on the show. Uh, third hours for you. Looking to hear your thoughts. Going to take a quick two-minute break because I have to go. Uh, I'm almost doing the dance here, and I'll be right back. More Trouble Minds on the way. Don't go anywhere. Still taking your phone calls. Uh, dial it up. Let's uh, get the phone lines rocking, and let's take some phone calls. Let's do this. And two-minute break. Here we go. Okay, what's up? Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we're still taking your phone calls. If, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I don't know. Again, am I off the rails? Probably, but that's okay because, well, what can, what can you do, right? That's, a, that's part of the gig here at Troubled Minds. If you don't start off the rails, then what are you even doing? What, you're not even trying, Michael Strange, if you don't start off the rails. All right, so, so the idea is this. this. This was my concept tonight, all right? We begin with this. Let's reframe this real quick. Still taking your phone calls, 702 957 there's the uh, phone number, and you can find the Discord link at troubledminds.org. Now, check this out, right? Uh, I, I began here, right, this National Geographic article. The pandemic is giving people vivid, unusual dreams. Here's why. All right, here's their explanation. Scientists, you know, trust the science, all that stuff. I, I'm like, well, let's speculate. Let's let's do a little more, a little, little deeper than that, meaning that, okay, this pandemic is has been weighing on people okay weighing on their hearts on their souls on their minds and what that does it is it manifests in that dream state because you know clearly the rem sleep that we're supposed to be a part of that we get as sort of that reset the reboot for us as humans it's it's like blowing off steam from our subconscious right and that's where we find the monsters and the you know the different things and the astral states and the you know just the 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 wild things that we can't have in reality they sort of manifest in amazing ways in our dreams now my thought tonight was okay so if we have all of this like pent up negativity and 
is it actually manifesting in our dreams itself? And that was my thought tonight. And then, so not only that, what about the actual dreamscape itself? Wherever this is, again, whether you believe it's the astral plane, we've talked about, you know, sort of dreaming as uh, maybe just a part of your subconscious, or on top of that, even further, uh, maybe you're actually traveling in your dreams through and into the astral world so so i don't know i don't know you tell me what this means again like i said am i too far gone here michael strange come back come back to the light uh carol ann stay away from the light or is this uh michael strange run toward the light i have no idea but you tell me Polluted dreamscapes and pandemic dreams, do you think this is becoming a problem? Do you think it's becoming something more like, um, I don't know, I don't know, like uh, like your dystopian future through your dreams? That's the question I have tonight. There's a ton of stuff I can get into. Actually, let me do that real quick because I, I mentioned it earlier, but I didn't quite get into it, all right? Now, now the interesting thing is that we all know this. We've talked about this quite a bit uh, on this show, but uh, this is from Psychology Today. And uh, yeah, so COVID-19 fear and the behavioral immune system, right? And this is an interview with this individual by the name of Dr. Alfonso Troisi on the origins of pandemic fear. And this is, this is, my, my, this is exactly what I was going to talk about tonight. But uh, like I said, I'd rather have uh, you guys call in. There's lots of stuff here. Hold on, this, this one. The consequences of fear right? Uh, Let's see. Toxicologists, epidemiologists, and risk experts study the physical perils one hazard at a time. But the cumulative, cumulative load of modern threats may be creating an even greater risk that is largely overlooked. The risk that arises from misperceiving risks as higher or lower than they actually are. Does that sound familiar? As a result of some of the decisions we make when we are fearful, some of the choices we make when we are not fearful enough and because of the ways our bodies react to chronically elevated levels of stress, the hazards of risk misperception may be more significant than any of the individual risks about which we fret. And you can go down the line here. Uh, This is from Power of Positivity. All these links are in the description as always. Researchers reveal how worrying lowers your immune system. And this is exactly the stuff I'm talking about tonight, right? So at some point, you know, putting up uh, death numbers on CNN like it's a basketball game, like it's a basketball score, right? Up to the minute, oh, no, another one died, another one died. Let's ding, ding, tallies on the screen, right? If that isn't like raising your blood pressure, I kind of don't know what the fuck would, right? And that's what I mean about this is that, okay, so are they trying to help us or are they not? Right. So should we be afraid or should we not? And as always, right, that individual question is always a personal choice, always a personal choice. All right. Hey, some people aren't afraid of heights. I am. Uh, Don't drop me off a cliff. I'll be super mad on the way down. Right. But some people are like, ah, you know, maybe I'll have my, you know, little winged Batman suit and fly out of there or whatever. I I don't know, right? Like some people aren't tripping about stuff like that. Not that they, you know, don't want to jump or anything. And I'm not saying to jump or get pushed. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is that it is strange how we find ourselves in this situation with the media that's just tr- like fear, 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 fear. And we know why they're doing it. It's because, the, uh, because of the control, right? I mean, that's the obvious thing that's going on here. But then the next step is if they want to help us, sh- shouldn't, shouldn't they be trying to help? Because look what's happening. Stress and worry lowers the effectiveness of your immune system. So you tell me, 
Like, what's, who, who really wants to help who here is the question. <laughs> Who's helping who? Still taking your calls. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show as easy as that. Had lots of great callers tonight, as always, uh, because the secret weapon of this show is you. And that's just the way this rolls. But what are your thoughts? Uh, again, we can go here. We can go about the, uh, uh, you know, every death tally on the screen is a, like a basketball score. And every time it happens, our blood pressure goes up and our stress level increases. And as a result, what's it doing? lowering the effectiveness of, of our immune system, all right? There's that. But then there's also the other thing that I'm thinking about tonight, if you want to take it to the metaphysical level. And what about these polluted dreamscapes? Like MJ said, do you think that there is a finite space for this stuff? Do you think that uh, the dreamscape itself has been polluted by our dirty dreams? And what I mean, not not that kind of dirty, get your mind out of the gutter. I mean dirty, polluted with this fear, this constant fear from the media, this constant fear from you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to kill grandma, you're going to kill grandma, you're going to kill grandma, you're going to die, you're going to die, right? It's like... Like, fuck, leave me alone. At some point, you're just like, leave me alone, okay? Like, uh, I'm done. I stopped watching this shit because I cannot. I just can't do it anymore. I'm like, no, I do not want to know when the next tally goes up. And not only that, right? If we want to get, if we want to get super conspiratorial, now we have the Biden administration. I didn't pull up the article, but I was reading about it earlier today. I had no idea it would actually kind of fit into what we were talking about because I hadn't come up with a concept yet. But... But the Biden administration is now amending the amount of COVID deaths, right? Because, well, <laughs> well, because they're like, well, we may have overestimated, right? So they want it. They want an accurate accounting. They're not actually saying they overestimated, but they they're going to make sure they're going to do an audit, right? It's like, no, fuck you. Like you people have been trying to make all of this way worse than it was again, right? Back back to you guys know Saul Alinsky. You guys know the rules for radicals, that whole bit, right? A thing is scarier if it's about to happen than a thing that actually did happen. You get it? The fear of something happening is far worse than the thing actually happening itself because you can drum up the fear. You can press. You can control. You can do all of those things, right? But when the thing actually happens, and let me tell you what, the thing actually happened, and it's horrific, and please don't get me wrong. I'm not downplaying any loss of life ever. I think it's all terrible, horrific, all those things. You know me, nonviolent. Let's let's kumbaya. Let's hold hands and hey, not, it's not. I'm walking here. It's hey, we're we're walking here. There's there's space for more than one person. All right, that's what I've been saying all along. And my point is, do I have a point? I don't even know if I fucking have a point. I don't care. Look, sometimes I don't have to have a point. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Click the Discord link. We'll put your ass on the show just like this, Robert in Pennsylvania. Welcome to Troubled Minds, my friend. Go right ahead. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> they say 900,000 people. That's, that's, that's what they're saying today. Uh, 900,000 total. I'm hearing myself back on the phone. Uh, 900,000 people who have passed from COVID. All right. It's one thing to report that number. It's another thing to back it up. Where's the data? Show us the data. All right, nobody's doing that. They're just there's this figure nine hundred thousand that is supplied by what the government. All right, um, I'm so I agree. With you. I'm so sick of this stuff. All right, for one thing, um, they've been they they've been 
lying to us from the get-go. You know, it's like they change the goalpost every time they turn around. And the only way they can get us to do this is just like you're saying, by keeping us afraid. And the, but then it comes back to the question, why do they want us to do this? Why do they want us to do this? I mean, they don't, they've never really shown any, for years, any real, for decades actually, any real concern about the health of Americans. Right? I mean, they won't even pass uh, 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 universal health care. You know, <laughs> Some, a lot of people wound up having to pay out their ear, out their butts uh, for treatment and, and, and going to the hospital and stuff like that. No, 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 no. We're going to spend billions and we're going to send out these test kits. We're going to spend billions and we're going to send out these masks. We're going to spend billions and, we're, and, and all that money is going to Pfizer. Every, all that money is going to the, to the manufacturer of the drugs who, who you know, coincidentally uh, supply the money for the majority of the money for our campaigns. Right? I, I can't believe I'm a progressive. Uh, and, and I'm a Bernie Sanders socialist, all right. And to have myself called a right wing, <laughs> you dirty right-wing. Robert, you dirty right winger! How <laughs> dare you? You're a Nazi. You're a Nazi. Just because I said right. so. But yeah, tell me what, about what it. What hurts the most? What hurts the most? What you know about that kind of finger wagging? You must be a right winger. Is that a lot of my own, prog- and I have a lot of a lot of my progressive friends have bought in to this stuff, to, to, to this idea that you know, like those truckers up there, you know. If you notice what the language that they use in the media, all right, they say they're anti-vaxxers. They're not anti-vaxxers. A lot, most of those truck drivers have been vaxxed. They're anti-mandate. They're saying my body is my shrine, and 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 the government can make laws here. It can make laws there, but they can't make any kind of law that requires me to take something into my body. All right, that's what those truckers are about. They when you're, they're making those truckers' lives miserable. All right. Well, you know, you you going across the border, you got to show that you had the vax. You have to have a test, and if you and if you if you fail the test, and and, and these tests are not reliable, uh, you get you can have a test taken, and 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 it shows it, and then you have a test taken again, and it shows you don't have it. All right. But what happens? It interferes with their work, because if they come up with a positive test, they got to isolate for ten days. They can't afford that. That's what that's all about up there. Robert, right? and, and yet the media, the media is calling them Nazis, right wing Nazis. All right, I've watched live streams for days now. All right, I've seen what's going on. They're saying, well, there's been assaults, there's been destruction of monuments. There was no destruction of a monument. Matter of fact, they put flowers on the monument to some hero in Canada. They had flowers all around it. That's not destruction. There's been no, no. Violence whatsoever. You know what there's been? Dancing. <laughs> dancing in the streets. They got DJs there. They got dancing in the streets. I mean, it's like 20 below, <laughs> and they're dancing in yeah. the streets. Yeah. They're having a good time, all right? And they're, and they're determined. They're saying, if we don't take the stand now, they're taking a stand for the world. And it's not just in Canada. They're doing it in Holland. They're doing it. They're doing it in England. They're doing it all over the world. And, and even our own American truck drivers are planning one themselves. 
All right, you know, yep. it's supposed to be sometime in March. They're going to take a caravan right into Washington. Do you know Franklin Roosevelt? You know what pulled him away from bowing to his his social class was that he, you know, he was told the farmers are going to march on Washington, and he knew that would be the end of everything, and that's where he he did a, a, a three sixty and pass and start pushing New Deal things and things like that. I'm saying. They're, they can't, they've been doing, and you're right, they've been doing that since 9-11. You know, drumming up the the, the fear. The, they're doing that now when it comes to Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, Russia is a third world country. <laughs> they're doing that with, 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 nukes. with Ukraine. They yeah. want to go to war with fucking Russia. Yeah. <laughs> and, they're yeah. Going, and they're not going to get it because the Ukrainians don't want it. And we, they don't well, want to war with Russia. All yeah. Russia wants is us to get our. They, we've got our. Uh, they, they, we want to put our NATO troops right up against the border, Russian border. They don't want that. Do we want the Russians to put a bunch of their troops on the coast of the United States? <laughs> Excuse me. I got a little cough. But you know, it's uh, that's all it is. It's it, it, and and that's why I can sleep good at night because thank God. When I went to high school, they, you know, this is back in the day, right? They taught critical thinking in the high school. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> they don't they do that anymore. Critical thinking. Yeah, they taught critical thinking, in, 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 you know, in high school, and I learned it well. And one of the things that you always ask is, if they're putting a message out, who profits by it? What's the motivation for that? You know, what really are they up to? You always have to think. Who profits by this? And, and and the pharmaceutical industries are making billions. That's why it started as a single shot. All right, you're going to be fine <laughs> when you take this shot. You can stop you wearing the mask. You can you can just go over, and then it changed. Well, now you're going to have to have a second shot. And now you're going to have another booster. And then you're going to have to have six damn shots every year for the rest of your goddamn life. All right? Anybody that's falling for this shit, all right, that, you know, I can't imagine that that there are there are people what or what are considered liberal people buying into this horse. This is they didn't buy into it when Trump was president. Matter of fact, they went all all, all out and and declared, "I'm not taking the Trump vaccine." Right. I won't take that. <laughs> they said, oh, "Excuse right. me." And so, I just don't understand how how gullible people are to this. And and it hurts my it really does it hurts my heart when my dear progressive friends fall for it themselves because it's not, it, it's not that they I think that they really know better but they're they're they're, they're so enamored they're so deep rooted into the Demo- into a, a particular party that they they, they be, it's a cult it's a cult yeah, well, the that whole party's become a cult the whole goddamn a, world has become a cult I was a democrat for 30, 30, 37 years same here brother it's same here same here i just i just switched <laughs> well, to an independent cuz i can't i'm i'm fucking sick of it i'm with you bro i'm the same a registered democrat all my life and i'm like goddamn why why does it have to always be oh you're a racist if you disagree with us why does it always have to be party lines when my party is wrong no, forget it. I'm not part of the party anymore. The party can kiss off. I'm done. I'm done with parties. Because guess what? They're using it against us. You know it and I know it. But people need to wake the F up, don't they? 
You're right, Robert. You're spot on, brother. And, and, you, and, and you know, and this is and this is why this is why Republicans are going to sweep the House in November and the Senate. All right, and, and you know what? My my old party doesn't care. They don't really care about winning. They only care about power, power, and getting their and, and, and getting and, and getting their and getting getting all those those good campaign dollars from from these big donors. The country is under fascism right now. All right, and those truckers are our heroes. All right, they're going. They're, they're the. They're doing what we should have been doing a long time ago, and it's going to work because they're not leaving. They're not right? leaving. And, Nor should and, they. And Nor should they. Not, they're not. Li- they're not leaving. Yeah. They're going to stay there till 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 they cave. That government up there in Canada caves and 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 gets rid of it. They're, they're getting rid of the mandates all over the country now. Our country. And, and all and, kinds of states are getting and, rid of the mandates. And masks, Canada, whole nine yards. CNN has finally backed the fuck off. I, I posted it in the in the Discord. If you guys haven't joined the Discord, it's like, hey, look, like I I was saying this shit two years ago, two years ago, right? I, I was saying all of this stuff, and none of that's acceptable. Then it's only acceptable when they deem it acceptable, right? The powers that be, and that is the thing that infuriates me the most about all of it. It's silencing speech. It's silencing critics. It's silencing dissent and dissent is what makes the world a good place i don't mean machine guns and bombs i mean hey look there's us too you got to consider us too all right that's what this is about not just jeffrey epstein and his friends all right that's not what it's about it's about us but michael we we don't have we don't have billions of dollars all right we don't fund their campaigns you know the, the pharmaceutical industry you know, needs to be broke up. When when I was when, when back in the day, pharmaceuticals were not allowed to advertise on television. All right, and, and then Reagan changed that and allowed them to advertise. I'm getting to a point here. Prior to that, the major funder of of, of the news media was cigarettes. Until they outlawed cigarette advertising. On TV, and they never say anything bad about cigarettes until they were banned. Well, they no longer had that resource anymore to fund their news. So what happened? They got Reagan to uh, to allow pharmaceuticals to, to to advertise, and that became the number one funding for the cable news media. If you look, if you uh, if you look at CNN, it's all any, Pfizer. Uh, even you know, it's all uh, Pfizer now. It's all Pfizer. It's always Pfizer. It's all the news is, is Pfizer, 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 Pfizer. All right, are you? They're not going to go against the hand that feeds them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. We we have we have to check. We and yet they're killing people when they're doing this. They are literally killing people with this propaganda. And, and they'll say, point the finger and say, "No, you exactly you're doing it because." You know, because you won't wear the mask, or 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 or, or you won't get that booster shot. You know, um, it's just it's just. Uh, and it, don't you think it's funny that last year, somehow the COVID, or, or the boop boop, whatever they well, they want to, you know, I don't want to want you want you lose your dog on channel. Thank you. But that the flu, the flu somehow never appeared. It's the first year in ever that there wasn't a flu season. Somehow the the other thing kept the flu away. 
Yeah, man. Hey, hey. Sometimes when you cook the books, you can make it look like whatever you want to make it look like. Robert, did you know? Did you know? Before I did Troubled Minds, actually during the first two years of Troubled Minds, you know what I did? I was a truck driver, my friend. Now I'm listening. I was the original truck. Well, I was God the OG. I am a terrorist, apparently. <laughs> I'm a terrorist. <laughs> a professional driver. I would I show you my driver's license that says commercial driver's license if it didn't give you my address. I'd show you right here on the stream. I promise you. That's what I used to do. Everybody's like, you know, back in the day, people gave me shit. Oh, what does Mike remember, do? As a truck driver. Remember a couple of years ago, for, for a long time, the truckers were heroes? All over the news media, look at them. We were lying in to get our stuff, you know, what we need to the stores and things like that. They were heroes just like the nurses. But as soon as they decided that they didn't agree with something, you know, with the, with, the, with, the, with the message going out there, you know, the propaganda, all right, now they're right-wing Nazi fascists. Uh, Yes, sir. I just can't understand how <laughs> gullible so many people in this country can be not to see the hypocrisy of what's going on here. Agreed. It's beyond me because I always thought most people in this country are rather smart. All right? But I think what happens is a lot of people got fooled and, 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 and got the, the boop-boop and maybe the second boop-boop and the booster and the last, and it's like my dad used to say, nobody, people, people will fight like hell to deny they were fooled. That's just the way, that's human nature. And so they, they, they get very, very nasty with people who don't follow the program because they don't want to ever come to grips with the fact that somebody led them down a primrose path like a Pied Piper. Yes, sir. You, you know what? That, uh, that's, a, that's a quote from Mark Twain. It's easier to fool somebody than to ever convince them they've been fooled themselves. And yes, sir, you're right. You're 100% right. And I think that's why there's such, such, uh, such anger towards people who uh, have a different point of view. You know, you, you know, because this is all going to come out in the end. There's going to be some people going to jail when this is all over with. I mean, I, I'm still sitting back wondering <laughs> when Fauci, Fauci broke the law by funding this doggone thing over in that lab in the first place. Now, that's proved. That's a fact. Nobody can deny it anymore. The, you know, the, 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 the evidence is there, the documents and things like that. Why is he still running the thing? when he was responsible for the funding of it in the first place. That's cr he committed a crime, and he is still up there like he, like, like he's some kind of, I don't know what to say. Messiah. He belongs in jail. Yes. He belongs in jail. Yes, sir. He belongs in jail. Yes, sir. Like, like just well, I'm going to get off. Because, You're the best. You're the best, I, Robert. I just want you to know, I can sleep uh, when it comes to dreams, because I know this. You know, in my bones, and and bless my teachers, critical thinking. All right, I know I could see clearly what was going on. I sleep well at night. My dreams are not. There's no terrors in my dreams. If anything, what I dream is that I'm living a a, a life. I'm who I am, but I'm working someplace else. I'm living in some other city. All right, <laughs> and and I'm doing stuff. And I'm and there's people I don't even know. You know that that I'm talking to. 
All right, that that's that's a sum total of what I the kind of dreams I have, and they're kind of nice. And sometimes I wake up, and I recommend this to people wake up. If you wake up at two or three o'clock in the middle of a dream, all right, go, that's the time to go back. You know, you'll be able to go back, but you'll be able to control it. All right, you'll be Fair able enough. to control the dream. Fair right? enough. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Good night. It was it was great. This conversation was one of the best I've ever had with you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I agree. You're the best, Robert. Uh, always a pleasure. Have a fantastic night. We'll talk to you soon. You too. Bye. Thank you. There you go. Robert there has a book called uh, Stories from a Fractured Mind. He hates when I plug his book, uh, but uh, it's good. I read it. He sent me one. He sent me two, actually. And uh, it's it's very good. Check it out. Links in the description. Give Robert some love. Uh, very, very, very good old friend of the show. He was back, back listening to us years ago when Frank was still the co-host. And uh, he's been a very big fan and advocate of Michael Strange for a long time. So thank you, Robert, for that. Appreciate it very much, guys. And uh, we're still talking dreams. But uh, we derailed a little bit because we're talking uh, pandemic dreams. So what does that mean? We talked about the, the truckers a little bit. We talked about the rest of that. I guess it's all on the table. What the fuck? Why not? We're in the third hour. But uh, we've got a, a special friend as well. Let's go to Bailey. Bailey in California, am I right? Bailey, are you there? Test one, two. Hey, I'm here. How Welcome. Can you hear me? It's loud and clear. Welcome to Troubled Mind. You're in California now, am I right? Yeah, I'm just back in San Francisco. Okay, Spent sweet. a year in Hawaii, but found my way back. All right, right on. Bailey in California, welcome. Would you like to tell us about your dreams? So so let's reframe this just to, to get us back on track of where we were. So I was talking about polluted dreamscapes and the fact that maybe this, this, this tension and stress of this COVID thing is affecting our dreams, not just for ourselves, but then also maybe pushing these dream ideas into a space that maybe may not want all of that pollution but go ahead start wherever you like yeah so i was just calling to kind of give like a story about a dream that i had maybe about three years ago and some different interpretations of how um you know maybe maybe the dreams are trying to tell us things about what's happening now or maybe like there's a different bunch of different ways to think about it um so Maybe going into my dream isn't the right topic for tonight. That's but, okay. Um, That's okay. Go ahead and tell it, and then we'll uh, and then I'll ask you how your dreams have changed. No problem. Go ahead and tell us. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll just give like the high level um, because I think there's like a code that I was given in it. As weird as that sounds, is like I had this dream where um, where like I was working at this company and they um they had a dj playing at work for some reason and the the microphone announced um the dj as it was playing the song purple pills by d12 if you know what that is but either way um the weird thing about it was the dj announced it as 112 and then like as i kept going through this dream i kept running into these positions of divisiveness where it was like um, something some people were pushing people away for reasons that really weren't as important as they were making it seem and then um, they always kept mentioning the number 112 which I thought was really weird it was like a code in the dream and in multiple spots they mentioned element 112 right which is really weird because in 2018 I looked it up and it was is I guess it was kind of discovered element 112 anyway um, so after that though is where it gets a little weird is that um, I was abducted by the military in the dream and I blacked out and then I woke up in like this like abandoned house basically with them trying to interrogate me about something that I didn't understand right 
And so they had me like tied up to a chair and then they had a whiteboard in front of me with the word Mississippi on it. And they wanted me to like decode it, I think, or something like that. And I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> like, why are you having me decode Mississippi? I didn't understand it, right? Come on, Bailey, do it. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P. I will in a second. I will. All right, all right, all right. So here's the weird part is when when three of the people walked out and then told the other one to watch me, but then the other person waited too long and had to use the restroom. So they walked out. I think that's how it went down. And then I got, I got up and out of the chair because nobody was watching and I untied myself. Right. And I walked up to the uh, whiteboard in my dream and I, ra- I removed all the consonants and all that was left was vowels. And it was in Roman numerals, the number four. <laughs> okay all which right. was really weird i was like okay i guess that's a thing i don't know why that happened and then i erased it and then i walked outside and that's where the dream got really weird and kind of the part that i think ties into this a little bit is when i got outside it was like the whole sky was red outside like like there was like a whole bunch of red in the sky like you couldn't see a lot of the clouds they were all covered in this red fog right and like the um military was patrolling all the streets and i was like in i think i was probably in the south it wasn't it was just like a a regular neighborhood it wasn't like a suburb necessarily but it was like more of a country kind of neighborhood i guess anyway um so i'm walking through the neighborhood and i'm trying to avoid all these uh military people who are obviously like watching out the areas and i noticed someone in one of the houses pokes their head out and they're like zombies and they have a shotgun and they start trying to chase me down and I run away from them. <laughs> Wait, but the zombies noticed, are chasing you? <laughs> so here's the weird thing is in this dream in 2019, everybody. Yeah, they were they were going after anyone, it seems, who was outside, who wasn't the military. So the military had everybody in their homes. They weren't allowed to come out or they would get shot. And I was outside because I had been abducted by them. And I'm trying to get away. And all the people who were like... Um, who were like still around were in their houses and only allowed to go on their porches and they would look at me and they had like this mindset like they were zombies now like they didn't have all of their brain there it wasn't like movie zombies where they're just like completely brainless but it was like like they couldn't think properly and just like were mad at everybody like they were zombies in that kind of way you know which i thought was really weird but so I spent a lot of time thinking about this dream, like maybe two or three months before I gave up and was like, you know what? I don't know why I think there's a code in here, but there's not. But then I remembered the whole dream kept saying the number 112 and element 112 and stuff. And then Mississippi decoded to four. And I realized one plus one plus two is four. And I'm like, there's got to be something to this dream. So part of me telling it is just like, if anyone else had similar dreams that maybe like talk about 112 or something, I would love to hear about it. But also like, there's a couple ways that I interpret why there might be a code in it, because if we're talking about people polluting dreams, um, I might kind of invert that and say, you know, what if, you know, aliens or the government or whoever it is can change our dreams, can like affect the way we see things and like cause us to pollute the world through our belief of how we see our dreams, you know, because I think that's something that that might be real, but people might not talk about it a lot, if that makes sense. 
No, it makes perfect sense. And and this is actually sort of the idea I had. Like, again, right, like when I do a show, it's it's got to kind of be like a several levels. And uh, you, yeah. I'm glad you're, you're bringing it up because that this was my initial thought on like when. So, so <laughs> bear with me for just a sec. I'll tell you a little quick story as well. So like I'll, 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 when I do a show, I'll come up with like a baseline level and be like, OK, we could probably take it here and there. But then I'm like, how do we go woo, like full woo on this? Like what's the what's the like out there level and usually like i'll have like the 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 first couple concepts and in my head and then i'll get in the shower and get the hot water on me and just it's like this meditative state for a moment and i'm like ah this is it and this was it it was the polluted dreamscapes and what i what i'm glad you brought it up now because uh this this is where where it led me in that if we're we're polluting that dreamscape with our negativity at some point does it push back and again where does it come from is it again interference by the government i'm glad you said that i didn't actually interject that at all tonight but i did think about it but what about again what about natives what about the machine elves in the dream state or whatever whoever the fuck lives there right like what about pushing back on us and pushing maybe codes back into our brains trying to communicate somehow i don't know like uh i'm i'm with your story this is fantastic uh so what are your thoughts what else you got for us yeah so i mean there's a couple of ways to look at it like maybe it's a spiritual thing like you are reaching out to uh the other side of reality or maybe even that is the real reality which is kind of where i personally lean is that like dreams are closer to reality than we are that's so why we so can so easily manipulate them through consciousness that's what i actually believe but like I, i might be wrong so like the other way of looking at it is like Okay, maybe it's like the Illuminati or the government or whatever you want to call it, right? Whoever is doing this stuff. And the other thing to think about that, though, is like it may not even be negative. Like maybe they're putting these things into consciousness to like, you know, regardless of who it is, to to maybe seed these new thoughts into humanity, which I think kind of touches on what you're saying is like just because they're putting thoughts in your head doesn't necessarily mean it's not for a cause and that cause you can't know if it's good or bad unless you know what the cause is right it's like kind of like hegelian dialectics where you're only seeing part of the story until it's told right you know until, what i mean yeah 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 exactly until well, well until the uh the the solution is presented right so it's like you think that maybe the dream is yours but maybe it's not yours and they're presenting the solution from somewhere else something like that well, I think it's always yours, but like, so one example of um, of people who believe this is, um, I don't know if I can say the word on air, but like people who believe they're being followed by the government is a nice way of saying it, right? Okay. I don't know if I can talk about that directly, but um, so we know through Snowden leaking things that, you know, they can put thoughts in your head through voice of God technology and read them out, right? And they can do things like seeing your computer monitors and all that stuff. We already know about all that. So what if they do that to you while you're sleeping? Like they can necessarily um, infiltrate or even read back what you're thinking in your dreams, right? So if they can do that, then the next step is obviously that they can manipulate your dreams. So um, if they are doing this, I'm not saying they are, and I'm not trying to um, say what is or isn't true here, but... um, if they are doing that, then you have to wonder if, you know, I mean, obviously extraterrestrials would be able to do that too if they were around. So, you know, there has to, there could be multiple factions of different reasons why people's dreams are being manipulated 
or being read to understand what's going on, especially if dreams represent a spiritual connection. Like, if, if there's people that are more spiritually connected, which I don't really believe they are more spiritually connected, but I believe some people have tapped into it more than others. Um, but if that happens, then we have to wonder, okay, well, in that case, then maybe they're trying to find out the same codes that we're being given or something like that too. Like there's so many different angles to this specific topic and that's why I wanted to call into it is because it, it's such like a, a there's, there's there's a whole abyss of things to search through, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it, same thing again. I, I think I think once we get into like you start talking about dreams and uh, you know, you, it can go metaverse, it can go, you know, base reality, it can go simulation theory, it can go, hey, this is all a dream. This is layers of dreams like Inception. Like, like, like once you start look, thinking in terms of like all those different like possibilities, it's, a, it's all a big mind fuck. And so what does it all mean? I don't know. Again, I don't proclaim to know any answers. And you're in the right place saying I, I'm not trying to say anything's true here because we, we're all drinking the maybe juice. But I mean... Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you chimed in here because you're, you're tapping into some of the stuff that I was really thinking about when I was putting this show together and hoping we got there. And uh, th thanks to Bailey, we got there. Great stuff. So, so what do you think? If you got a theory, then it, well, I, I don't know. I hate, I hate to put it to you like that because that's a really, really brutal question to ask. Uh, just give me your theory. What's what's actually happening here? I don't want to like go. Well, uh, base reality, matrix, this, that, the other. I don't want to do that to you. You tell me what you think about what's happening. What about your dream? What about the code? What about one twelve? What about Mississippi? What about four? What about that stuff? What do you what do you think? Let's say that the dreamscape is kicking back and trying to reach you somehow. What are they trying to tell you? What do you think? Well, the thing that's really weird about it is like after the dream, I started really looking into element 112 and I realized there's not a lot of information there, but it was discovered pretty recently. Like it was either between like 2013 and 2018. I think it was discovered like 2013 and then they kind of scrapped it because they didn't have the resources and then like some other company that I couldn't get a lot of info on started discovering in 2018 and I personally my understanding is I think like this whole um I'm trying to think of the right way to say it on there is like I think this whole um zombie situation might be related to what's going on right now um, as it kind of develops further, we'll see more. Um, and this martial law situation may be related to, um, you know, all of these different, um, you know, scenarios that are being put in our heads of all these bad things that could happen. Um, and, it, and it might be like, there's two theories here that I have, is like that they put dreams like this in people's heads to be like, hey, um we're going to put out this narrative and now we have all these people believing it because they had a dream about it. I think that's possible. I don't think it's true, but I think it's possible. That's one theory I have. The other one is that, you know, people are being given hints about what's going on to try to help solve the problem. And I don't know which side of it it is because, you know, you have to decode your dream and, and see the problem in its full fruition before you know which one it is, you know? So my theory is kind of just that someone is, um, putting something into our dreams or maybe we're tapping into consciousness itself to to really figure out you know what other people are running into or even look through future timelines because 
even if someone predicts the future in their dream, you can never predict the future because you don't know what timeline you're going to end up on, you know? Anyway, I'm kind of rambling, but but the point of it really is just that I think th that our dreams are more important than we think they are, and that since they are that important, there's going to be people trying to interrupt, interfere with, or understand them better than we do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, uh, and again, uh, so many levels here, and that's that's the beauty of these conversations is you never know where they're going to go. And so, uh, as always, uh, the the joke the joke Bailey and I have with each other the the insider joke that you guys are now a part of is uh, I'm always uh, at the top of the rabbit hole, shouting down to the bottom of the rabbit hole to Bailey. <laughs> and uh, welcome, welcome Bailey. Tell tell it like it is. I appreciate you sharing your story and your dream and your theories with us. Uh, what anything else for us tonight regarding maybe this dreamscape? Did you hear my my take on the Peter Pan business that if we uh, if we've polluted the dreamscape enough, do you think that they're going to whoever lives there, the natives are going to push back and start uh, start wanting their their joy back in their dreams? Or uh, what do you think about that? I did didn't hear about that. Um, my personal thinking is that I think the dreamscape is actually just our consciousness. So it's like the same as this state, just a different realm of it. But if there are people who think that um, you're traversing to different realms that you're not normally in. Like, I think that we're right now active in all the different realms. And as a, one's a spirit, one's in, you know, there's different uh, kind of as above so below different versions of us in different realms basically but if you take the other one or even maybe this one like i guess the way i see what you're saying is more like um all of the people who are more consciously adapted to the dream world which i think is a higher realm than ours are probably like those dang humans keep screwing things up even when we're not dreaming because we're going around getting angry and changing the energy and shifting it they have to clean it up you know uh which i think is kind of similar to what you're saying uh if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a, that's a great way to put it with the, the polluted dreamscape. It's like, it's like they, they, yeah. they're sensing our negativity no matter what, whether we're dreaming or whether we're not. Because again, right, we're antennas and it goes somewhere. And that, that, that's kind of my whole point is like, so we, we have, uh, as people, we have this stress factor that we blow off steam in different ways. All, you know, to what billions of people do in billions of different ways. And, you know, some people sleep, some people, et cetera, so on. I'm not going to go through all the things. But but point being is that uh, that negative energy goes somewhere. And, uh, right, kind of a reset for people. And um, a lot of it happens in the subconscious mind while we are dreaming. So that was the idea is that uh, maybe maybe the uh, machine elves are super pissed. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the case is like maybe that's why the machine elves are always fixing us when people are tripping is because... You know, at the end of the day, even when we're not sleeping, we're always going around screwing up all their stuff, and they have the opportunity to see what's going on while we don't. Amen. 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 Uh, how's it? How? Uh, I hope Bailey. I hope everything is great down at the bottom of the rabbit hole. <laughs> you're the best. You're the best. Oh you're the best. Oh, you're the best. It's been a great <laughs> show, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank, thanks for thanks for sharing. Thanks for uh, being part of this. Thanks for listening. Uh, I appreciate you very much. Uh, you're welcome to stay. We got uh, Daryl right behind you, and uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Daryl, are you there? Uh, test one two. That's Bailey in. Uh, that's Monochrome on Discord. And again, like I said, a longtime friend of mine, and uh, uh, Bailey is the best. Uh, Daryl, are you there? Test one two. Daryl. That was that was a great call. Hello, hello. Yeah, Bailey's great. Uh, speak up, pretty please, pretty please. 
yeah, I just thought uh, I was thinking the same thing with him uh, that they're going to be doing something. They're so powerful with their technology, and they're working on so many ways to control us. I think it's just a step away from something like that happening. Uh, God forbid. But um, I just wonder how much of us are dreaming right now. You know. Ah, there it is. Somebody said it. <laughs> Somebody said it. We just did it. Michael Strange is in your dream. <laughs> we just did it. <laughs> the same thing at the same time. This has all been a dream, and we're going to wake up and like it was lucid. It was totally lucid. You know, you were there, and you were there, and you too, Toto. And uh, <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. Good night. Good night to Robert on Rockfin. I see there, buddy. Yeah, you're right. So, so who else was there? Toto and Michael Strange, and who, who else? <laughs> who else? Exactly. The Fringe Network. The Fringe, the everybody on the Fringe. And <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know how I slipped into the polar key. It was accidental. So I don't have any list prepared as usual. Okay. Um, I was enjoying the show so much, and it was a great topic. And really, uh, it's endless. What what can you have in dreams? You know. Like I always say, you know, first I dream I'm a wigwam, then I'm a teepee, then I'm a wigwam. It's a recurring dream. And I asked my doctor, what do you think? He said, I think you're too tense. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't going to read it earlier because it's a dad joke. It's, it's, it's much funnier when you say it than if I say it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, so. Okay, so so uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for uh, popping in the caller queue inadvertently. So so let me ask you then, just on this concept, on, on like the the larger concept here, do you think that the machine elves or whoever the hell lives in that dream state, you think they're sick of our shit with all this like negativity, COVID dreaming going on? Oh my goodness! I, I who's I don't even know if we're putting it into our heads or something. I I wish they were little dream elves, you know? And would they be good dreams or bad dreams, you know? Are they the elves that give us the good ones or the bad ones? Are they the watchers that watch us? Or they're watching the watchers watch us? (laughs) Right. uh, Where's Ash when you need him so we can bring the cuck mantis into the equation? (laughs) And then the the murder hobos and everything. Everything works out just fine. Speaking of Ash, he's going to be on the show tomorrow night. We got Ash tomorrow as a... a, a, Ash Wednesday Wednesday co-host. And we're going to be talking about crazy shit. Um, What else you got, Daryl? What else you got? No, I'm going to look forward to tonight's dream. I'm hoping you're all going to be in it. Okay. I think you're... Good chance. <laughs> okay, good chance. All right, I will. Uh, I will also watch out for you as well. All right, so uh, let's wrap this up then. Uh, let's see. We we got. Uh, uh, J- J- I haven't heard from Jay. I'm a little worried about Jay. He said he had some ridiculous fog, frozen fog to deal with last night, and I haven't heard from him. So, I, Jay, if you're out there, I'm thinking of you, brother. Hope everything's okay with you. And uh, let's get the hell out of here, shall we? It's it's about that time. It's it's about that time. Yeah, hey, I'm walking here. I made a, I made a joke for you, Daryl, and you weren't you you weren't there in time for the joke. But hey, the joke was this. The joke was this, Daryl. Daryl's from New York. Yeah, hey, I'm walking here. We always say that, but no, no, we're walking here, Daryl. It's there's there's more than one of us. There's more than one of us. Let's 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 share the space. There's more than one of us. Walking, talking, coffee talk. we're walking here, and it's okay. It's all okay. It's all okay. Us.
Absolutely. All right. All right. So uh, there we go. There was the Daryl joke. I saved that one for Daryl. That was my dad joke. All right. Uh, let's get the hell out of here. We're, g- we're going to do it. And uh, thing is this, right? Uh, we got Ash tomorrow night and uh, Trouble Minds goes Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. You guys know the drill. You spread the word. Hey, there's a conversation going on out there that's about larger things sometimes. It's about smaller things sometimes too. But fuck's sakes, we don't have to hate each other. We can just talk. I mean, it's like, you know, get some coffee, get a beer and just talk. You know, it's okay. This is all okay. It's okay. It's okay to like agree and disagree. And, you know, hopefully you meet enough people and it expands your, your horizon of thoughts. And, uh, that's what, that's what it's always been about. And, uh, just getting along for fuck's sakes. Can we just get along? My God. Can can we just fire everybody at CNN and Fox and just start over? (laughs) Just blow it all up and just start over. Fuck. Here we are. Here we are. All right. Who do we fire? Let's let's put everybody on the. Uh, we're the boss, and we get to fire. Who would you fire first? Oh shit! All right, that's a good question. Can we get a top three? Okay, top uh, three. Who would you all right, fire all right. So uh, you ask the question, so I'll go first. You're the boss of the world. Who are the first okay. three people you fire? Yeah. Ooh. No, 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 no pension. You know, they're they're going out without leave. No, without no pension. Care. No, no pension. They're out. No notice. Uh, no, no notice, no pension. Pack your shit and get out. <laughs> yeah. Daryl is a brutal queen of the world. Uh, okay. Uh, I think I got to go. If I'm doing it, I got to go. Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. You're fucking out, bro. Get out of here. I'm sick of your shit. I don't want to hear it. No excuses. Pack your shit and get out. That's my number one. Klaus Schwab. World Economic Forum. Uh, number two. Ooh, so hard. There's so many good names. How about this? Uh, uh, if I say pe- people are gonna think I'm insane. All right. How about uh, how about how about? Okay, we have to add this guy to the list. Fauci, you're out. I- I'm sick of your lies. Is it is it science or is it common sense? You can't fucking have it both ways. Fauci, you're out. No pension. Get your pack your box. Get your shit out. All right. That's number two. I would say. Um, can, can I have a group? Congress. Absolutely. Get, get the absolutely. fuck out, every one of you. Every last one of you. Vacate the premises. You're no longer allowed. Security will escort you out. Matter of fact, don't even go get your shit. We'll mail your belongings to you. Get the fuck out of here, Congress. There's my top three. What about you, Daryl? Bernice Soros has got it. Soros, Kissinger, Gates. Soros. Is that it? So that's a good list. I was about to say George Soros is my number two. I didn't want people to be like, I know it. He's a Nazi, <laughs> but he, he was he was up there on my list for sure, for sure. Yeah, get, get out of here, people. Get out of here. Soros, Kissinger, Kissinger, Gates. All right, all right, fantastic, Daryl. You're the best. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for listening. You know, uh, you know, I appreciate you very much. Hey, I'm walking here. We're talking here. Yeah, we're talking here. We're just talking. We're just talking here. It's all good. All right. Smash some outro music and uh, let's do it. Let's get the hell out. Uh, Thinking of Jay for the J-Tro. Bailey, anything else while we got you on? You got a top three for us? Who would you fire? (laughs) If you want to be put on the spot. I'm going to say this as someone who leans real far left is you could just choose any three people on the DNC and get rid of those three and hopefully someone better shows up. Yeah. That's the problem right now, I think. Okay. All right. You don't you don't want to pick them? 
Don't care. Don't they're care. all bad. I they're can't all choose bad. who's worse than bad. It's like, it's like putting up a bunch of balloons and then throwing darts. Whichever one pops is fine. <laughs> it doesn't even fucking matter. All right. Yeah, and I just hope they put a better balloon up next time. I don't know what else to do. All right. <laughs> it's going to be the same ass balloon. <laughs> it's well, going to be, it's gonna be a different know. color. And then because it's a different color, they're going to be able to call everybody else racist as a result. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, punch myself. And again, don't get me wrong. I have to say that because you have to say this, you bring it up. Look, look uh, it's about inclusivity. It's, not a, it's about being different and ex- literally celebrating our differences, realizing we have more in common than we don't for fuck's sakes not using is as a political cudgel to make us hate each other right how hard is that it's it's not a hard concept but well we're not trying to take over the world are we i think that's the problem fuck all right well throw the balloons darts let's get the fuck out of here all right i got a couple minutes or so if you guys want to do something there it is playing some music wait for the bass to drop if you want to do your thing if not i'll do it i'm gonna sit here and sip some beer for just a moment you guys are welcome to uh you got the floor Go right ahead. Bailey and Daryl. Or not. It's fine. The bass dropped. All right. Put you on the spot. That's okay. Look. This right here, you see it? This over here, right there? This is Troubled Minds. You know what Troubled Minds is? Let me explain. Too much, let me sum up. I'm me, you're you, together we're us. Do you understand? It's a simple thing. It's a thing they don't want us to realize. There's some truckers out there that get it. Do you get it? That's the question. As we finish, thank you so much for being part of this. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Thanks for uh, accepting me as I am because I'm, I'm flawed. There's a lot of things that are not right with me because nobody's perfect. And I do my best every day, but sometimes your best isn't good enough. But keep punching. Stay in there. Stay in the fight. We're here for a reason. I truly believe that. Spread the word. Let people know there's a conversation happening, and it's a, it's a good conversation. It's the great conversation of, of the modern day, and we're not going to stop. Nobody's going to pay me off. Nobody's going to tell me to shut the fuck up. I'm going to keep talking, and that's that, right? That's the thing you can't take away from me. So as we finish, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, Troubled Minds comes at you. Monday and Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific on Twitch exclusively. Troubled Minds News. Spread the word. Bring people. We can beat the algorithms with good old-fashioned word of mouth. And so, don't worry about your dreams. They'll take care of themselves. We'll be there in the morning to sort it out, God willing. And... As we finish, it goes like this. Thank you, Bailey. Thank you, Daryl, because you're the last two here. Thanks to all the amazing callers. Thanks for finding us on the talk stream live. And the, I can't believe people are finding us on the radio. It's amazing. First time callers. Dreams. Always dreams. Always bring people out. But this is how it goes. So we'll be back tomorrow night with Ash, the reptilian from Mars, talking about crazy shit, per usual, for Ash Wednesday. And be sure, be strong be true thank you for listening from our troubled minds to yours 
Have a great night. Finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.